Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The idea that no one is looking at the model presented by Mayor Rudy Giuliani in New York, which was very simple. If you throw a rock, you're arrested. If you throw a bottle, you're arrested. And all of a sudden, New York was, and it literally was almost overnight, New York became safe. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. It's time for the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on The Patriot. Each week, we'll bring you the best of the Catholic High School League games. Join us for live play-by-play coverage each week this fall. The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Cush Paint, Nahez Recruiting, Balance of Nature, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, and Siena Heights University. Welcome, everyone, to Bishop Foley High School. Just about underway in our Catholic High School League football game of the week. It's two teams from the intersectional two division. The home Bishop Foley Ventures will face off against the visiting Everest Collegiate Mountaineers. Jeremy Otto alongside Chan Bush to bring you the call here tonight. Homecoming here for Bishop Foley. It's a game that Everest won big last year. And it's a game that both of these two teams are really looking towards to say, hey, this is a gauge of how we might be able to do in the future. Yeah, this is a telling game, and it's the first real game this year for both teams, Jeremy, that's going to be a test for either squad. Boy, is it ever going to be a test and a fun one here. Intersectional, two. Both these teams compete in Division Seven, And, boy, does Foley have a fun team this year. Last year, uh, maybe didn't have the type of seniors to get to the next level and exceed, but this year they really like their senior class, 13 of them, and the, and the talent level, but it's the offense uh, that's exciting for both these programs. Let's start first, though, uh, with this Everest team. Uh, they run this triple option. They're an exciting offense under Mike Prunicki in his seventh year. They're 2-0. and They sat out all of last week, had a bye, Jeremy, and to have a bye after week two, as you know, this is a challenge. <laughs> Everest is itching to get at somebody. That somebody happens to be Madison Heights Bishop Foley, and the Ventures are up against it, too. They're hungry. They're at homecoming, as you mentioned. They've got a prolific offense, a spread offense with all kinds of weapons that they've added this year. Uh, Brian Barnes, we talked to him. You had a lengthy conversation. Bull teams, intersectional, two, two of the finest. We really have a Friday night showdown tonight here in Madison Heights. Yeah, both of these two teams obviously looking to make some noise in the state playoffs, and both of them have made it um, in their respective years, just kind of not making that extra push, I guess, if you will. You look at Everest Collegiate's history, and they've made the playoffs every year they've been in existence. But you look at last year, lost in the district final to Beecher. 2017, a regional loss to Ottawa Lake Whiteford, a perennial power down in Division 7-8, depending on where they fall. 
2016, a district final loss to Shrine. 2015, a pre-district loss to Our Lady of the Lakes. And the same before that in the previous two years, which goes back to 2013 and their first year as a program. So they're having very good regular seasons. You look at the records, 9-2, and 9-3, 9-2, 5-5, 6-3, 7-3. And for a school that only holds barely 150 kids and barely can get 20, 25 kids out on the football field, that's impressive, but... They believe that they have the talent to take that next step and get, you know, to the likes of the semifinal in Ford Field. They do. They think they're deep. And the funny part is that they have one senior on the team, and he's a kicker, and he's a first-year kicker. <laughs> and, and, and Mike Pernicki, the head coach, says, look, we, we love him. We're, we're proud of him. He's going to be our kicker, but that's our senior. Right. And we're young, and we saw them. What, the last two years? Maybe the last year we did a game out at Everest? Sure. Uh, we saw how young they were, and all those guys now are sophomores and juniors. And he says they're like seniors in playing years, and they're led by Master Mateo, but they need to get over that hump. They've never gotten past the regional, Jeremy. You said it. Uh, as a program, it's time for them to take the next step. We saw that sort of uh, with, with the program that John Callahan ran down in Detroit. Um, help me out. Loyola. Thank you. Bulldogs. They're kind of like that Loyola at the verge before Loyola made the jump in, what, 2016 for that first title. They remind me of that. Um, but, yeah, they need to get over the hump, but it's a very competitive Division 7 and a very tough regional that they have yet to get beyond in Mike Pernicki's seventh year. Well, you talk about Loyola. That is the school that Bishop Foley matched up last year in 2018 after an 8-2 and regular season record, uh, felt a, to a tough 62-15 loss there. But that was their first time in the playoffs since 2013. So this is a Foley team certainly on the rise. It's a Foley team that really only lost one huge piece in Kendall Taylor, who's now at Navy, yeah. uh, getting ready to, to tear it up there, I'm sure, at some point Stud. for them. But some other pieces have left, but there's some other pieces that have ushered in and have taken a centerfold, and that starts with your quarterback. It sure does, and it starts up with their quarterback in Braden Massat. Uh, Massat, a smart kid, an all-state potential kid at quarterback. Not huge, 5'10", 170, but he's a baseball-type guy. Uh, and really has a big arm, but he has weapons, and he has weapons all around. He's got three receivers that he loves, but the big difference this year, Clayton Cornell, a big physical receiver, but they've got a guy in a true freshman, and Adam Kidder, who's a slot receiver that's been lights out and a difference maker. They're diverse on offense. Good luck matching up with them. They're a problem uh, defending. If you're, uh, if you're this Everest team tonight, your hands are full. Well, we got a lot more coming up in our Catholic High School League pregame show. Up next, we're going to take a look at some of the other big games around the Catholic League. Get Chad's keys to the game a little bit later, and also this week in high school sports with John Johnson. That more is all coming up next right here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot. Don't go anywhere. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. For most of my life, every year I would get a super sore throat, and then it would go to my head, to my chest, and I'd be sick for two or three weeks. Last fall, I start, I got the sore throat, and I go, well, let me try this. And I took a whole bunch of capsules of the veggies in addition to the three and three that I took during the day. The next morning, the sore throat was gone, and I didn't go through that whole routine. And I attribute it to taking nine capsules of the veggies. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. To end the month of September, Balance of Nature is offering a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of Balance of Nature. This special is ending between now and September 30th, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. 
888-888-7751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. Sean Hannity is tired of the double standard. I only care about Russian interference if it can be tied to Donald Trump. If they cared about obstruction, they'd be all over the bleach bit, the hammers, and the the leashes. If they cared about the rule of law, they would have been all over the Espionage Act and top-secret classified information on Hillary's server. The Sean Hannity Show, afternoons at 3 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. This is John McCullough, and you're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. Join me Monday at 6. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Time to take a a look at around the league scores. We have none quite yet in terms of finals. There is a game going on with Loyola and Ann Arbor. Gabriel Richard will try to check that as the broadcast progresses. Some good ones happening today and tomorrow, though. Catholic Central at UD Jesuit. That's a big game for both of those teams. Catholic Central coming in 1-2 and in Week 4 here, losing both to Toledo-Whitmer and Toledo Central Catholic. Two Ohio teams, they're looking to get off the schneid, and that is one to watch. Yeah, CC is looking to beat the pants off of somebody, and and it just happens to be UD in the way, and I'm sorry, Jeremy, it's your cubbies <laughs> oh, that happen to be in line, <laughs> but a little bit of gasoline on the kitty's tail tonight yeah, might happen. No doubt. And a match might be thrown. Uh, CC's ready to get after it. We think they're a good team. They are 1-2. and two. We know they're not a 1-2 and two team. Uh, they played a hellacious schedule. Uh, UD was really not who we thought they would be last week, I think, and maybe a little bit further, not as far along as we think that they will be. Um, but I think you get very good playing a Brother Rice team the following week. I think you're going to see a different UAD team. CC cannot overlook the Cubs tonight. Riverview Gabriel Richard traveling to Gross Point to take on Liggett Cabrini at Lutheran North tonight as well. Everest at Foley, obviously our game of the week here today. Our lead of the lakes at Pittsford, and then one of the ones we're certainly watching all throughout the night, Ken, Orchard Lake St. Mary's advanced to 4-0 to start a season after everybody was saying, hey, what are they doing out in Orchard Lake? What's going on with George Port's squad? He's answering the bell, and he looks to go to 4-0 with a win against Wald Lake Western today on the road. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, and this is a fun matchup. And um, Look, St. Mary's has their hands full because Wald Lake Western's passing offense is a problem. They've got a kid going to Northwestern, a wide receiver. Uh, they've got a quarterback that is that is also a college caliber player, along with another receiver. Uh, they're a top five team. They're ranked higher than St. Mary's. They're ranked higher than any team in the Catholic League. How about that? Sure. That's Wald Lake Western. Um, St. Mary's and Wald Lake Western played one other time, and St. Mary's uh, demoralized them. I think that was in 2004. But this is a whole new thing. Western's favorite in this game. It's at Western. St. Mary's is going to be challenged tonight. I'm excited to see how St. Mary's defense 
response to this passing-happy spread offense of Wall Lake Western. It's very talented. And games tomorrow, De La Salle at Brother Rice. That's also one we're really watching going forward because you look at it now. It's, you look at it as almost a three-team race for the top spot in the Central and obviously a, a two-team race if you're looking at prep bowl implications and, and who will make it there. But mm-hmm. De La Salle, not off to a great start. I mean, you look at the record and see two and one. But you look at week one and see Muskegon in a big balloon there in terms of the final score. You call them two fluff opponents. I guess yeah, it, just it what is. it was the past two it weeks is. and weeks two and three. And now here in week four, it's like, boom, you know, you're right back into it. And maybe at this point, um, week one, you're like, ah, you know, Brother Rice will be a tough game. It will really be that tough. We're De La Salle. We're coming off a state championship. But I, I think that's going to be a Danny one. My, how expectations have changed. Warren De La Salle was expected to come in, and, and rightfully so, come out and defend their state championship. Uh, maybe not rightfully so, uh, for a third straight year, by the way, which is unbelievable. Um, but that's not fair because they lost a lot of talent, guys, guys that are playing at the next level, Jacob Dobbs, et cetera, et cetera. This is a really fun matchup. We talk about Wally Western, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's. Uh, this is 1A and 1B, and I don't know which one's 1A, 1B. Brother Rice and Warren De La Salle. We saw Brother Rice. We think we know Brother Rice is good. I think they're one of the top two teams in the in, in this division. I really do. I'm sorry. I've, those are the teams that I, I think they are. They're better than the teams I've seen. I have not seen Catholic Central. You sure. agree? I do at this point, yes. Okay. I mean, the, the, the way they have played on the field, I do. Do they match up talent-wise with CC? I don't right. know if I'm totally convinced, but sometimes that doesn't matter. Yeah. And I mean, in a grind-out division yeah. like the Central Division is. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it shapes out. One other thing to add there quickly, Jeremy, is the fact that Brother Rice's defense against this De La Salle offense. And De La Salle, we don't know who they are yet. We think they're much better than the team that we saw against Muskegon. But who is much better than – who doesn't look tough uh, to beat <laughs> against Muskegon? So give De La Salle a break. And then they had two patsies because they can't get anybody to schedule them, to play them. It's not their fault, but it is what it is. We don't know who they are yet. They've played an ex- two ends of the spectrum. We don't know. I'm excited to find out who De La Salle introduces themselves as here tonight and Brother Rice. That's going to be a fun game. Divine Child at Cranbrook and then Shrine at Cardinal Mooney, your final two matchups around the Catholic League here today. And also credit to, I believe, it's Mike Evoy. This is the Catholic mm-hmm. High School League who DM'd us a score. So I'm assuming that's Mike. Maybe it's mm-hmm. Brandon Malinowski. So if it's either, we say hello. hello. But 31-13 to 13 at halftime is the score in favor of uh, Gabriel Richard Riverview over Liggett. So there's a, a score. Is via, that in Gross Point? It is. Are the collars popped? Did they pop some collars going into Gross Point? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Some people pop bottles on a Friday night. In Gross Point, they pop collars all day, all night. But on a Friday night, baby, it's rocking. That's my general oh, area you're, over you there. Pop, I've, seen you pop, brown, yeah. I've seen you're very modest, but you, I'm sure you've popped a collar. And if you haven't, you should have. <laughs> those scores and games and matchups here today are via Alliance Catholic Credit Union. We'll be checking those scores all night long right here on the Patriot. Well, we look back at this game for a moment before we send it to this week in high school sports. Averest Collegiate and Bishop Foley going at it in our Catholic High School League football game of the week. In terms of these two teams' schedules so far, and everybody believes, and we've already talked about it a little bit, this is the most challenging game so far for both of these two teams. You look at the Mountaineers, it's Auburn Hills Christian in week one. That was a 37-13 to victory. And then Rochester Hills Lutheran Northwest 
a 45 to 6 victory. Christian is 2 and 1 heading into week 4. Uh, Lutheran Northwest is 0 and 3. So that gives you a little insight on what that is and then obviously the open week in week 3. On the other side for Bishop Foley of a 54 to 8 win over Detroit University Prep Science and Math. That's a mouthful. And a 40 to 7 win over Sterling Heights Parkway Christian and then in week 3 a 52 to 28 win over Burton Bendel. So that's the closest game, and even when you talk to Brian Barnes about that game, he says, hey, look, it was close because there was a couple touchdowns scored late in the game on some of our reserves, but there were also a couple touchdowns scored on our starters, and he doesn't necessarily like that. So he's saying, hey, he's putting up the four fingers here today for four quarters. That's right. They had a 14-0 lead. I mean, it was they're salty. I mean, it was a 14-0 lead. You had a, the, the touchdown run, and then Josh Lay came back, and what a run it was. How about this? A forty-seven to nothing run for for Clarkston Everest in this game, who trailed fourteen nothing at the end of the uh, well one and a half quarters. Unbelievable. So, is are they salty the ventures tonight for that? Darn right they are, and they should be. And should they take exception to it? Yeah, if they feel like it, do what you got to do. Bottom line. Come out, play with emotion, sustain that emotion, play clean, have fun tonight. Oh, Chad's keys to the game are coming up in our pregame show here on the Patriot. But for now, we're going to send it to John Johnson at the MHSA offices for this week in high school sports. John? What Sid would want, football safety rules, and the fear of falling behind again. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. There will be a moment of silence Friday night at Jenison's football home opener in memory of Sydney Carfine, who would have been a senior golfer at the school this year, who lost her life this summer in an automobile accident. The Wildcats are looking to the loss of their talented teammate and individual qualifier to the Lower Peninsula Division I Girls Golf Finals a year ago as a source of motivation. And one way that I cope with it is I just remember that she's watching over me and when I make a bad part or something, she's up there laughing at me. Whenever I have a good shot, I always say in my head, like, oh, at least you are here to see it. It's not too different because I know that she's here still, but at the same time, it's no sophomore, Sophie Hoekstra. You can read more about Sydney Carfine and the girls' golf team at Jenison on the second half page of the MHSAA website. Our game balls this week go out to the boys and girls cross country teams at Heartland, which swept the large school titles at last week's Corona Early Bird Invitational. Riley Huff took top honors for the Eagles in the boys' race. And Cadillac won its own girls' volleyball tournament last week, topping Kingsley in the finale. Marcy Brown with 81 kills and Renee Brines with 143 assists on the day face the Vikings. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Do you need money for college? Michigan Student Aid is Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. They administer scholarships, grants, college savings programs, and other resources that help make college accessible, affordable, and achievable for you. See how they can help you today by visiting michigan.gov slash mystudentaid and connect with Michigan Student Aid on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram.
Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look into the fine art of officiating with Brent Rice. In our second segment on football rules changes for this year, there are two which involve safety. The foul for tripping has been expanded to include a trip on the ball carrier, intentionally tripping any player on the field, using the lower leg or foot to obstruct an opponent below the knees, will result in a 15-yard penalty. The definition of horse collar tackle has been expanded to include bringing down a runner, backwards or sideways, by grabbing the nameplate area on the back of the jersey, or inside the neck area of the jersey or shoulder plate. The penalty for a horse collar tackle is 15 yards. Thanks, Brent. You could be a referee. Go to the MHSAA website now to register. A National Wire story ran over the weekend about how high school football teams across the country were reducing the amount of full contact taking place in practice. The piece described the limitations of some states, including Michigan, which limits collision contact in weekly practice during the season to 30 minutes. During the preseason, the collision contact limit in Michigan is six hours in a week. The rest of the time, contact is simulated in a variety of ways to help prepare players. The methods being used are similar with what have evolved in the professional than the college practices. Of course, any news story will always quote or stick a microphone in the face of a ridiculous dissenting point of view, usually a very undereducated point of view, and this story sure did that. They found a parent who criticized the new football world order, the lack of blood and guts, and said that kids in Michigan were falling behind those in other states when it came ready for the so-called next level. Give me a freaking break. That's as bad as the TV commercial for kids' nutritional supplements where the parents are shoving that stuff down their 7-year-old's throat because they're afraid of their kid falling behind in his development compared to his siblings and neighbors. Remember this. High school sports exist because we're here to get kids ready for the next level of life, not the next level of sports, and keep them healthy in the process. Football and a number of other sports have needed to play smarter and train smarter for a long time. It's still the most popular game in America, and the quality of play is going nowhere but up, even in Michigan. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSEA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. This is John McCullough, and you're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. Join me Monday at 6. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Dennis Prager says the left is not hiding its agenda. The left's threat to everything we treasure is unprecedented in in American history. By the way, this is not a charge. It's a description. They admit it. They they acknowledge that they have contempt for the West, contempt for the Judeo-Christian value system, contempt for the Constitution. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400, WDTK, Detroit. The Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM.
It's time for the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Each week, we'll bring you the best of the Catholic High School League games. Join us for live play-by-play coverage each week this fall. The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Cush Paint, Nahez Recruiting, Balance of Nature, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, and Siena Heights University. It's a matchup of two undefeated teams here today under the lights of Madison Heights. It's the home Bishop Foley Ventures and the visiting Everest Collegiate Mountaineers. Jeremy Otto back alongside Chan Bush to bring the call here tonight. Two teams excited for this game. Bishop Foley having their homecoming. A lot of festivities going around tonight. And they're really wanting to avenge a tough loss last year that they led 14 nothing in the second quarter of play and then ended up being blown out by the thing by the time things were set and done. Yeah, 47 to 14 Everest who uh, in the game trailed 14 to nothing. Fully had the big lead, but that is long gone. New season, new year. High expectations for both teams, Jeremy. The keys for this game. You look at uh, Bishop Fully, the home team tonight, homecoming. Uh, yeah, I'm out of breath. I ran back <laughs> in between break. Uh, way out of shape. Uh, Foley defensively needs to stop the triple option. This is a very potent Clarkston Everest collegiate triple option offense. They need to stay assignment sound defensively, does Foley defensively, and keep each of the three options covered at all times, but stop option one, or else two and three won't even need to be established. For Everest, on the other side of the ball, they need to stop the passing game and contain uh, the, the passing attack of Foley. That is their best asset. And they're going to look to Cornell. They're going to look to Kidder, uh, Harnadek. But the key is is uh, Massat, the quarterback. He's a smart kid. They need to stop the passing attack. Does Everest of Bishop Foley, the home team, here on homecoming? Yeah, these are two teams excited to go here in week four. I guess Everest Collegiate having to wait a little bit longer than they would have liked having the bye in week three. Just of substance, when you are a powerhouse like they are in Division 7. It's not always easy to schedule fellow opponents like you unless you really play up like Loyola had to do in Week 1. They played Lowell. Um, if you don't want to necessarily do that or maybe those teams won't even play you, it can be tough to schedule a full 8 or 9 depending on sometimes it's only 8 when you're in the Catholic League. But Yeah, it's tougher when you're lower division good to find teams. We talk about the big boys, St. <laughs> Mary's and the uh, De La Salle's and the Catholic Central's and Brother Rice's and such, but this is a good lower-level team. Good luck, because there's less lower-level teams that you can even play. And like you said, the higher-level teams don't want to play you because they're not getting enough points. And if they lose, what's the point in playing? Too much to risk. So, yeah, it's hard to get a game, but they're frothing at the mouth. Okay, this is like the butcher's dog tonight. Clarkston, Everest. They are frozen at the mouth. There's foam coming out. They haven't played in a week. <laughs> okay? They really want to get after it tonight. But Foley was shamed last year after they had a 14-0 lead. They want to get after it to both these teams ready to battle. Some also good running backs behind the two solid quarterbacks that we'll see in this matchup. On the Everest side, you have Jack Liseski. First-year starter at running back. He's a three-year starter because he started at offensive line uh, his first two years. Now, he was a guy that really wanted to get into the running back position, just had some better guys above him, and they liked 
what they saw out of the offensive line, but this is a guy who's had some nice games so far. Yeah, what a great story, huh? Jack Loseski, first year at running back, converted offensive lineman. Uh, this is a guy that's been itching and asking to play running back. Every offensive lineman's dream is to carry the, the football. Well, guess what? His dreams come true, and he's proven to be a valid option and the workhorse and the number one back. It's a great story. Basketball's his best sport. He's a great athlete. Jack Lisewski, definitely the guy who's going to carry the mail tonight uh, in the number one option for Giovanni Master Mateo, the quarterback, when he wants to pitch it or hand it off. On the other side for Bishop Foley, they're looking and searching for somebody to replace Kendall Taylor. Will you ever replace a guy like Kendall mm-hmm. Taylor? Maybe not, but they have a couple good ones that they think are doing a nice job. Cooper Harbowie, their main back, has been one of those guys. He's seen playing time since he's a freshman, checking in as a junior this season. And Brian Barnes was like, hey, we were worried on who we would give the ball in a fourth and two situation, and a three and one, when you need that tough one or two yards, but also have a guy with some real speed in Kendall Taylor. So he did both of that. Cooper Harbowie, you can't compare him to Kendall Taylor because any comparison around the Catholic League is probably unfair at that point, but he's a good one. He's a good one. He read, blocks well, runs with his eyes. Uh, Coach Brian Barnes describes Carper Cooper Harbui, a guy who's played as a freshman and sophomore. He's going to get the bulk of the carries. They also like the fact he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, That's a big part of their offense. They love to throw to the running backs out of the backfield. He's a good one, but the fastest guy in the program, program is Josh Zapatowski, and he's a guy that's new to football. He's electric as well. He can go the distance. It's a very potent offense for Bishop Foley and the Ventures. Yeah, the Ventures just exploded through their signs a lot. They're in their black jerseys with the uh, yellow trim and Everest Collegiate trotting to the far sideline in their white and black jerseys as well. These two teams are fired up and ready to go here in week four. Opening kickoff is coming up next on the Patriot. Don't go anywhere. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. Hey, Warrior fans, Sean Belegian here, cordially inviting you to join us at 145 this Saturday as Josh Rennell and I bring you Warrior Football. We are in Quincy, Illinois, as the Warriors look for their first victory of the season. Make sure you join us for all the pregame festivities at 145. Kickoff at 2 o'clock right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400, The Patriot. This is WDTK Detroit, The Patriot. Sportsmanship is still relevant in school sports. Good sportsmanship should be a given at our games. It's one of the primary reasons we have school sports to begin with, to help today's young people become tomorrow's community leaders. You can learn more about sportsmanship and download a full kit of sportsmanship ideas from the MHSA website at mhsaa.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Have you connected with the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on social media? Search CHSLGO on Twitter and give us a follow. There you'll find coverage announcements, behind-the-scenes clips, news surrounding Catholic League football, and more. Send us a tweet during the game, and you could hear it read live on the air. Again, search CHSLGO on Twitter today and give us a follow. FM 101.5 and AM 1400 is your home for the best high school football coverage in Metro Detroit. I started going cold turkey. Well, at least when I'm in the car. I know I shouldn't do it, but it's so hard to stop. 
That's why I hide it from myself, so I won't be tempted. I used to do it all the time. I stopped by locking it in my glove compartment. My friend used to do it way too much. Now I turn it off when we're in the car. My solution is simple. I just don't do it. There are lots of ways to stop yourself and others from texting and driving. How will you stop? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Is there anything wrong with being a good sport? Helping an opponent up after knocking them down? Sincerely congratulating the other team after the game, win or lose? Showing respect for referees? It's how we should act every day at every game, because nothing beats good sportsmanship. To learn more about sportsmanship, visit the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.siennaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena effect is all about. Coverage of the CHSL Game of the Week continues on The Patriot. Tail end of our national anthem here at Bishop Foley. Where we have our kickoff, we want to tell you about Alliance Catholic Credit Union. They have a, check a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, a great mobile app, Everything you need to manage your money. They're actively involved in supporting Catholic education through scholarships, financial literacy programs, and event sponsorships. So if you're Catholic anywhere in Michigan, put your money where your faith is. To learn more about Alliance Catholic Credit Union, visit AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by NCUA, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Jeremy Otto back alongside Chad Bush to bring you the call here. Sun starting to go down. It's that time of year where it starts to get dark at 7.30, 7.45, huh? It does, and it's that time of year where it could be 60 degrees at kickoff or it could be 80 degrees at kickoff. It happens to be 80 degrees tonight. We're thankful and uh, fired up on a Friday night here at Foley. Bishop Foley going to receive this football to start things off. That means it's the young senior, if you will, Fernando Cachia. The only senior, the the young and only, he's the lone soldier. We say that because it's his first year playing football. He's a soccer guy. They say he's adjusting quite well and starting to figure out what this football thing is all about. Yeah, good for him. Came out to the gridiron, to the real football, and he's ready to rock and start this thing off. What a great night on homecoming. It's our Bowie and Jurisic. Back deep. They're going to send this one short. They're going to take a bounce at the 20-yard line. That's through the hands of Jurisic. He's going to try to return this football as Everest goes for the near strip on that football. They're going to push Jurisic back to the 16-yard line. He started at the 20. That's great vision by Dominic Engel as he rushed up the far sideline on the gutting chance there. Yep, good coverage. Muffed kick and not great field position for Foley, but this offense has not needed any help so far this year have yet to be really tested you could say that for both these teams 
That's why we're excited to see what happens here tonight. The 5'10", 170-pound senior quarterback will go in the shotgun to start things here. It's Brady Massats. One running back to his right. He rolls that way. Going to keep it on the ground, though. Massat has good vision. He pipes across the 20, upended at the 21-yard line here. And that's a gain of four on first down, champ. Yeah, and a nice job coming up to make the tackle uh, for Clarkston. Everest is Nedwick. The DB came in and made a nice form tackle. Spread offense for Foley. Tough to defend. A lot of athletes out there. No running backs. Yeah, empty scent here from Asani is five. Trips to his left as he looks that direction here. It's a tight ball. Incomplete. Great coverage on the backside there by Nathan Beggs. Looking to lean in a quick pass to, I believe it was Clayton Cornell. Yeah, they were looking for Cornell, and Beggs came over the top and just avoided P.I. by getting that hand down and stripping it out. That is perfect technique defensively, and that's a great job defending. Another shotgun snap here. Leans a wide open pass to the far sideline. Caught at the 35-yard line. Dashing to midfield. That's Cornell still staying on his feet and just barely in the Everest Collegiate Territory. He gains the first down plus about 25 yards. Marked, and they're going to mark him right just shy of midfield, in fact. Yep, hurry up offense with tempo. No time to waste. Four wide outs here. He keeps it on the ground. It's Harboe looking to do some damage as he spins towards the interior and gains... A yard on first down. That was blown coverage, that last big play, and uh, that's something we haven't seen a lot of, but it happens, especially when you have five guys to cover. That's the confusion aspect of it. That's the quarterback, Master Mateo, coming up at the safety spot to make that tackle. Second down to nine as a scrimmage from the Everest 49-yard line here. Pump fake by Masad. He looks left, has Cornell far side. Oh, he draped it over the secondary there, had him wide open at about the 22-yard line, leaping and falling, and number two could not come up with a catch that time. Yeah, Cross got over late, helped out, but uh, again, they almost get deep and behind this defense, trying to stretch it out, but third and long for midfield. Third and nine with 10.44 still left in the first. Massat is rolling to the right. He faces pressure. Picked off at the 45-yard line. Rolling in front of that one is Nathan Beggs. Beggs, what pass defense by Beggs in this series. He makes it over this shoulder knockdown play on the outside linebacker's spot, comes back and steps in front of an out route. He read that coverage the whole way with his eyes, picked off, and they're dancing, and they stop this Foley offense after a big defensive play after getting beat deep. First pick of the year for Beggs. It's the fourth on the campaign so far for Everest. So they take over with great field position. On their own 48-yard line with still 10.39 left to go in a scoreless first. Pistol formation with trips to the far side. They keep it on the ground. It's Leseski on the first play. Jack whirls into Bishop Foley territory. Jumps over the 50 to the 47-yard line. A gain of six, or check that four on first down. Triple option offense for Mike Prunicki in his seventh year, the head coach, former Orchard Lake St. Mary's assistant coach and teacher, and a proud alum of Flint Powers. And it's a very potent triple option offense, but they will spread it out like right here. Trips to the left. Master Mateo wants to throw. He's going to keep it on the ground and upended from behind. What a tackle as well to avoid the horse collar. That's not an easy play by Nick Harnack. He made it look easy, though. Oh, Nick. He came over and clotheslined him legally. That's tough to do. That's a legal clothesline. That would work in the WWF. That'll work on a Friday night at Foley. Great play. Power by Harnadek coming from that end spot. Tip of the cap to him. 
Evers backed up to their own territory between the 49 and midfield here. It's going to be a third and nine with the clock rolling at 9.36 in a scoreless first quarter. Clarkston Everest trying to avoid punting it away here on their first possession. They're going fairly quickly in the offense, although they did huddle on the last play. Thibodeau in motion to the far side and going to have a false start. Yeah, movement up front. And this offense, Jeremy, is not suited for third and long. And now they're in a back in their own territory, just barely. But it turns a third nine into a third and 14 way less manageable, especially against his Foley defense. It's much improved from a year ago. This one's back to the 44-yard line now on the near hash. Third down and 14, 9-13 to go. They're going to check in Michael McGrath, one of those big targets. Stands at six foot five at the wideout spot. He's going to align, looks like, to the far side of the field. He's a tall drink of water. And they say, hey, that's the first thing you notice about him, how big he is. Yeah. Pretty much a tight end in this role right here on the right side of the line. Keeping it on the ground. Right side goes Liseski. Avoids the initial tackle to bring him down at around the line of scrimmage. Gallops his way to the 50. Back into venture territory at the 49-yard line. But that's going to bring up fourth down and six. That's how big false starts are. Because now they're in a fourth and one. Now they're in a fourth and six. Now they got a punt and said they, they would go for it on fourth down and one. I'm confident of that. And they probably would have got it. Now they're punting and an impactful penalty that's going to force him. Thibodeau into punt it away. Cornell and Harboe are back deep here. They kick it to Harboe. He wants a fair catch all the way as he waves his arms emphatically at the 21-yard line, and that's where this Bishop Foley offense will take over. It was still 8-13 left to play in the scoreless first quarter, Chad Bush. So far, pretty clean played game. Both teams have had a couple of boo-boos. Everest made up for it. They got beat deep. They came back, picked it off. And now Foley, who had their offense clicking, got interrupted with the INT, looking to prove they can sustain a full drive. First down and 10 from the Everest, or from the Foley 20-yard line here. Massat back out there for his second drive. He keeps it on the ground. They want the hands of Harboe that time. Or check that... uh, Zapatowski. Sorry, Chad. No, I apologize. No real drop-off in the skilled guys from last year for Foley, Jeremy. But the offensive line is the only thing that they feel they're beefier, but they may not have gotten better at. Second and eight, they want to throw here. It's just a quick slant to the middle of the field. It's going to get them close to the sticks, a couple yards shy, up to the 29-yard line. It's the big hands of Lucas Jurisic to make that catch, and again, they go no huddle. They're right to the line here on a third down and two. Vassat's going to keep it in a design run. He chugs over a couple defenders at the 35-yard line, powers his way to the 40, and all the way to the 42-yard line. That's a nice run by number 14. Yeah, the senior Braden Vassat has a little bit of shake and shimmy to him. Nice play by the quarterback to take it. He can run it and throw it. Play action here. He wants to throw right side. Has a wide receiver cutting on the near sideline. That's Nick Hardenick, the man we just saw make a solid defensive play. Sails over his head, though, as that was through double coverage. Second and ten. Well played by Joey Thibodeau. Great coverage. He's undersized on the play. Got a little bit physical. That's what you have to do. You get a little physical with him. Got handsy enough. Not too handsy. Perfectly positioned and played. Clock stopped at 7-21, scored his first quarter. Option pitch to the backfield here for the Ventures as they steer it all the way into the hands of, I believe that was Adam Kidder, 
to the backfield there. Great pursuit to the near sideline by the Ventures. That's Johnny Nedwick, the young sophomore, makes it a third and seven. Yeah, great tackle by Nedwick, and now a third and seven. You mentioned it. Both teams have had this situation a couple of times from midfield. Clock down to 7.03 to go here in the first. This is already the third possession of the ball game between these two teams. Two wide receivers aside for the Ventures. The lone back to the right hip is Harbowie. He now cuts off as a receiver left side. They want a middle pass to Adam Kidder. He's close to the first down, but a good job by that Mountaineers defense to stop him at midfield. It's going to be a full two yards shy, fourth and two. They line up right away. Want to go for it here. Keeping it on the ground, powering it right side, and they're close to that first down, and the marker will give it to him. Cooper Harbowie. Doing the hard work on the ground. How about these two offenses just getting to the line quickly? Here? Yeah, they're not allowing me to speak. I don't like it. This feels like hockey. <laughs> two wide receivers on each side. It's Harbowie running up the middle. He's across the 45 and up to the 43-yard line. Is this what it feels to call like Oregon football? Like, this is so. on both sides. I think know? so. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, and interesting. You're keeping up with it quite well, and I'm enjoying it. But this is going to get backed up. A run of about five is going to go backwards, and I'm not sure why, but a five-yard penalty. Was that procedure? I believe so. Yep. Yeah, back to the 48-yard line in venture territory now. They don't waste any time getting the snap off. It's Harbowie patrolling to the far side. He lost the football. It's loose at the 42-yard line right in front of the Everest bench on the far side, and it looks like the Ventures did recover. It was the wide receiver, Clayton Cornell, probably in a pretty good position over there, cutting, yeah. uh, looking to get open, but he jumped on that football, and it's now a second at a long five. Right before it went out of bounds on the far sideline. He actually gained two yards because of it. Two wideouts, right, kind of stacked close to each other, one to the far side. He's the running back kind of as a tight end to start, but he's going to get the handoff on the right side. He swerves. Across the 40 to Zapatowski, up to the 38-yard line. He's about a yard shy of the first down, called third and one. Zapatowski, the speed guy, fastest guy in the program. And this is a team, though, Everest, that you really can't stretch the field against. Third and one now, 527 left to go. It's Massat on another QB sneak run there as he moves across the left side, kind of spun around like a top at the 36-yard line. He does... Game the first down plus a couple yards in the end. Read option play. Foley says we can do it too. And Massat can run it to the best of them as he went to the strong side of the field. 0-0 here in the first. Trips to the right. Massat fakes the throw right side. Wants to go left. He has Cornell there. He reaches out that big left paw at the 10-yard line through double coverage but sees it dribble off his leg and out of bounds. Incomplete. I thought that was a perfect throw. And I thought that was a catch that Cornell should have had. We've seen him make in the previous games. Beautiful throw in what they call, what, the turkey hole? Yeah. That's where that was, right between the safety and the corner. That's a tough throw, one of the toughest throws in football. Good job by the quarterback. Shotgun snap for Massad. He's going to take it for himself up the middle. Looked like he was down for a gain of just one, but he kept those legs churning and kind of hopped his way as his feet were going down, carrying the football up to around the 34. Brings up third and eight. This is the best scoring chance of the night for either team, third and long, but probably four down territory as we get a fully late substitution here. Yeah, Harbowie going to check in for Zapatowski. They like to throw out of the backfield to the running back. Watch for that here, Jeremy. Yeah, Harbowie is good at that. He roams right side. Can't get open, though. Massat looking, looking, going to keep it on the ground. Gains the first down, maybe close across the 30-yard line 
and he is short, way short, I beg your pardon. The angle wasn't great here, as that's going to bring up a fourth and three. Yeah, fourth and three, four down territory. They're going for it, partner. No time to waste. Fourth and three, Masat from the gun. Going to get the hard count here as he looks over to the sideline. Yeah, hard count's the right thing to do first. See if he'll jump, get the free yards if he can. Still out there as if he's going to snap this football. They do. Play action, left side, up, almost tipped up in the air. It's intercepted again and free space for Everest. They're across the 50-yard line to the 30. That's Dominic Cross taking it all the way to the house on the right side of the end zone. Everest with a pick six with plenty of space across the far side. Six, nothing, visitors. Wow, what a play. A fourth down play, a little bubble route played perfectly. It went off the tips of the receiver, intended for Foley. And right there, how about Cross trotting into the end zone? That's roughly a 75-yard touchdown return, INT, and it's the same old Everest over Foley early on. So funky formation here on the extra point. All the line lined up along the left side with the kicker getting ready in the middle. It's a swinging gate, yo. (laughs) Kachia getting ready to push this one through. He's... 10 for 10, an extra point so far. The line now comes together, and everybody adjusts in the black jerseys for Foley. Just waiting the extra snap. Got to get this off soon, though, you think? Mm-hmm. Here it comes. The hold is good. The kick is sailing, shaded towards the far upright, and good. That makes it 7 nothing Foley, thanks to another balance of nature. Touchdown, pure and simple. Real silence, real science, real food, real nutrition. 4.15 to go in the first. More after this on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. If you need versatility and high performance in an epoxy coating, look no further than Rust-Oleum's High Performance 9100 Direct-to-Metal Epoxy Mastic at Cush Paint in Roseville. Instead of multiple coats of epoxy, just one is all you'll need with a 9100 system. Apply it to steel beams, towers, structural steel, concrete floors, conveyors, storage tanks, and more. It also comes in a variety of colors. When ordering Rust-Oleum 9100 System DTM Epoxy Mastic, mention the Patriot and get 10% off at Cush Paint in Roseville or CushPaint.com. You're listening live to the CHSL Game of the Week. A 70-yard stroll across the far sideline for Dominic Cross gives Everest Collegiate a 7-0 lead here with 4.15 to go in the first quarter off the pick six. Yeah, off a bubble screen, tipped in the air, Cross picks it, 70-yard run, 7-0 Everest, who started out last year down 14-0, first blood here tonight. Kachia sending this one short at the 20-yard line, very returnable for Foley. little hop-step action at the 30-yard line, chugging his way down the field is Harboe. Launches himself to the 35, and that's where this Foley offense will take over. So Braden Massat came into this game with 13 touchdowns and no picks. Now it's 13 touchdowns and two picks. Looking to get in rhythm for this Venture squad. You said it, getting rhythm. They're getting in rhythm of playing good teams. Harbowie going to bulldoze his way up the middle. He chugs past the 35 and up to the 40-yard line here. That's a solid gain of nearly six on first down. That's what we have yet to really see either team do, Jeremy, is establish the run game. Good old meat and potatoes football. We have not seen, and you don't have to play it that way, but we just have not seen a run game yet established. Now we see a first play that is a run play that works. 
Our Bowie takes it for the second straight down here. He's going to gain a yard further as he's up to the 42-yard line. Call it a third and four with 340 left to play in the first. Third and short, third and mid. Watch for Foley to get another out route. They like that in this scenario. Massat in the gun. He's going to option pitch it to the backfield. That's Zapatowski, and he is swallowed in the backfield at the 38-yard line there. Great pursuit from behind there by Nathan Beggs. Doing it all right now on defense. Sure is. Number five, number eight, just teaming up for a couple of outside linebacker duos, and they have forced Foley into a punt. This is a defense that's already forced two interceptions, as you made mention of just moments ago. So fourth and six, they're going to have to punt it away for the first time here today with 2.59 left to play in quarter number one. Fairly high snap. He adjusts, and they sent a bunch of pressure. Coming very close is Jack Lisowski. There is a flag on the play. This punt's going to range down at the 38-yard line here in Everest territory. Let's check the flag, though. Yeah, the... I didn't see what the flag was all about. Certainly a flag down, and it looks like uh, this thing's going to be coming back, and it might be a situation where they're going to be forced to punt again. Now with the Lions Catholic Credit Union, whether in person or on the phone, you have access to professionals dedicated to helping you navigate your financial goals. And their first-rate mobile app allows you to access your account anytime. Alliance Catholic has nine convenient locations around Metro Detroit. Credit Union members can use nearly 30,000 ATMs around the country including most 7-Eleven locations, without a surcharge fee. So whether you're looking for a lot of help managing your money or just a little, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to join today. Federally insured by NCUA. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. So Everest going to take this football at the 42-yard line on the far hash, up 7 nothing. With 2.42 left to play in this first frame here. Looking for their first first down of the game. Master Mateo has tips trips to his left. He's going to keep it up the middle, though. It's Leseski who grinds it up to the 45-yard line here. It's a gain of four on first down. Yeah, you look at the defense uh, for Foley and, and Griffin Connert, one of their best, the linebacker, all-state candidate, Cooper Clayton. Uh, Cooper and Clayton, both the safeties. And Patrick Broderick, one of the younger guys, a guy that just got called up from JV last week, going to get a lot of reps at linebacker and D-line. Watch for him tonight. He'll be a big part of it. I'm sorry, Bobby Lawrence, the guy that got called up. Patrick Broderick, also a key player and defender to watch. Second down and seven here. It's Lisewski on the ground again. He's got a lot of musto behind this run. He's across the 50, pushing the pile up to the 45-yard line into venture territory. And that was just a matter of putting his head down, kind of shoving everybody out of the way and chugging his way to a first down plus five. Yeah, we see why they like the big boy. And uh, that is the powerful downhill running style of Jack Lisewski, the former offensive lineman, first year at running back, a guy that's gone for over 100 yards on the year. And a touchdown already. That's a bull run there, buddy. Yeah, he was itching to get into that running back spot. He had a couple good guys ahead of him. Now they're giving him the shot, and he's doing a good job. It's Liseski who pounds it on the ground again, but uh, Harnadek is there to make the tackle after a gain of just two. Yeah, Harnadek over there. They also got some help from Zachary Proctor, a guy they like a lot, a kid that went to Guardian Angels. I love the fact that Foley puts where the... 
uh, it's cool. kid went to yeah. middle school. For sure. I think that's awesome. I wish all the schools would do that. I also like the burgers they make here. <laughs> we had cheeseburgers. They were uh, solid. Oh, the solid. Best food we've had at a Catholic <laughs> League stadium. Let's challenge our Catholic League stadium. There you go. Catch up. With Get a the... contest going. <laughs> Thibodeau with a run on the ground off a little sweep play, but he is converged upon quickly and brought down right at the line of scrimmage at the 45-yard line. Several ventures hawking to the football that time, and it brings up third and nine to go. And by the way, the burger is uh, compliments of Chef Kevin. Who's running that concession stand and pumping out a burger that is just full of pride <laughs> and juice? You had one, yeah, right. I needed it. You did. You did. Well, you're getting a little lean here. You're whittling away, brother. You're like a buck forty. We gotta fatten you up. Third and nine with 28 <laughs> seconds left to go here in the first. Man in motion to the near sideline. They look to throw. Master Mateo with a deep drop back. Just a down screen here into the hands of Leseski. He goes to work. Leseski still on his feet. He's going to take it all the way to the end zone. But we have a flag back to the 25-yard line. So he took that in stride at the 44 in Bishop Foley territory. Pranced to the far sideline. All the way past the far pylon, but this one is likely coming back for a hold. Was that Laseski? Yeah. Oh, boy, the big boy needs an oxygen tank. Former offensive lineman. A great run, and it was a late flag. This was well after uh, This is well after Laseski was into the open field, but what a run by Laseski to get loose, break a tackle, but unfortunately it is coming back. Uh, for the Mountaineer fans. So who needs to tank more, him or you, before our final pregame segment <laughs> oh, trying to come up with the bleachers? No doubt me. <laughs> 43 versus 18, brother. Oh, you're not lying. Good question, though. I'm ready for another yeah. cheeseburger. Are you? You think Chef Kevin would let he, us split one? He might. You never know. What about Alex Westfall? He deserves one. He's working hard. Yeah. He First is. game is our solo engineer doing a really good job. On-site engineer. How about a little shout-out to the uh, the father of the mothership back mm-hmm. home, Brian Bolesky. Absolutely. Hello, Brian. This show doesn't get off the ground with Brian Bolesky, but Alex Westfall has uh, jumped on this cruiser, and we are just platooning over the Catholic League. 10.8 seconds left to play in the first 7 nothing Everest. They're driving from the fully... 35-yard line here. They keep it on the ground, and that's going to be the last play of this first quarter. There's a right-side run for Leseski, who gains three. So a second and seven. When we get back to start the second, 7-0 is the lead for the visitors on the scoreboard. The Mountaineers, more after this on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. You know, I've always been high energy, you know, just going, going, going. And I turned 40 last November, and I just, I was tired all the time. Now, taking the balance of nature, I just feel good. You know, I I have energy when I get home to still wrestle with my kids and do the honeydews at home. Nice. I can tell that it just restored me to feeling normal, which is Great. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. To end the month of September, Balance of Nature is offering a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of Balance of Nature. This special is ending between now and September 30th, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. 
888-888-7751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. Now, back to the CHSL Game of the Week. Second down and seven for this Everest Collegiate offense. Already up a touchdown here. 12 minutes on the clock for the beginning of this second quarter. Astro Mateo out there in the pistol. Single wideouts on each side as his scrimmage from the near hash. It's a handoff right as they look to swerve up to the 30 and into the 29 yardage territory. That's Jimmy Nemi. Normal guy you'll see at wide receivers. A really good wideout. On the left and right side for this Everett squad, he takes it at running back and makes it a third and a long four, and they're straight to the line again. He was impressive as a freshman last year when we saw him. Master Mateo off to Nimi for the second straight play. Nimi curves up to the 25-yard line, and that'll be very close to a first down, and they're going to give it to him on that spot just in between the hash marks over there. Yeah, they're just driving. This is really the first sustained drive that we've seen all game long for Everest, Jeremy, and it's an impressive one. Single wideouts on east side for Master Mateo. He's been in the, what do you call, I guess, the tight pistol. pistol. Yeah. yeah, pistol. Running tight back pistol. right behind him as this one is into the hands of Thibodeau. He's got free space down the middle in 32. It's granging his way into the end zone for another Everest touchdown here. Oh, the slant route. Oh, they throw it hot. Master Mateo with a dime on a post slash slant into the end zone. How about it? Touchdown, 14-0. This is reverse deja vu in the polar opposite of what we saw last year. And uh, that whole taste is wiped out of the mouths currently for the Mountaineers. Katya in to attempt the extra point here. 11 and 7 ticks left to play in the second quarter. And just like that, Everest has a two-score lead. Foley going to send some pressure, maybe a little bit too much as they... Sent a guy from the outside and a couple on the far side and down the middle, and that cost them five yards. Well, Master Mateo was injured last year. His arm and shoulder, they were worried about it. His arm strength, he has the arm, but a guy that they didn't know. He hadn't really been tested through the air, but, boy, the arm strength and the accuracy on that throw tells you he's all good. That was a beautiful piece. Some more pressure coming. It's blocked a little bit better this time. The extra point is up and through. And that makes Kachia 12 for 12 on the year in extra points. It's another balance of nature touchdown. Pure and simple, real science, real food, and real nutrition. While we have a second, want to uh, set a couple quick thank yous out there. Brad Smith, a longtime employee of WDTK and WLQV, has uh, moved on. Today was his last day, so we thank him so much for helping launch this Catholic High School League football game of the week, Pat Sheehan, um, last year was a couple weeks ago, helped us on the production side of things, putting everything together along with Brian Valeski and Alex and all our uh, engineers. So those are two guys that certainly will be missed on our staff. Yeah, wow. Uh, Brad and Pat both just assets, and, and Pat certainly knew and made an early impact. But uh, Brad Smith, wow, that's uh, news to me, and, and we certainly wish Brad well. And, and, yes, without Brad Smith, we would not have this broadcast he believed in it, he bought in on it, and uh, he's developed it and got it to the level that it's at now, along, of course, with your help and many more. But Brad Smith uh, certainly leading the charge. He'll be missed. Thank you to Brad and Pat, and, boy, they've been great assets to us, and thank you. Our Bowie and Jurisic back deep 
here for Foley. It's Jurisic who takes it out the five-yard line here. Prances down the middle looking, or sorry, that's Harbowie as he cuts to the 20 in between the hash marks. And that is exactly where this Bishop Foley offense will start. And they need something here with just over 11 minutes left to play in the second quarter. It's 14-0 Everest. A nice slant run, or a nice slant route up the middle by Thibodeau. And the pick six um, by Cross early on in this game has kind of shell-shocked the home ventures so far here tonight. Yeah, their star quarterback, they're all state guys throwing two picks in the first quarter. He looks to throw it on the first play here. He hits his star wide receiver, Clayton Cornell. He's spinning like a top, sideways to the 25, curving his way up to the 30. That's going to be a full, maybe two yards shy of the first down call at second and two. And we have yet to see Foley go to their uh, their, their Adam Kidder. He has been silent in this one. That's where you need your wild card guy. I hate to rely on a freshman, but he's the guy. Trips to the left. It's Masson who's going to keep it on the ground. He kind of swerves his way down the left side of the field to gain that first down, plus a few more yards. He gaps his way up to the 37-yard line just outside of the numbers, and Foley has a first down. Nice job. by He's been their most effective runner, uh, the quarterback, Moussat. And checked in with only seven rushes. He's nearly to that mark already here Is in the first right? half. Yeah, Seven rushes? He's up to the 40 and up Ooh. to the 43-yard line. Seven rushes for 65 yards and a single touchdown through the first three games. They're reinventing the wheel a little bit with him here today. Yeah, saying, hey, look, we got all these weapons. Guard them, defend them. And, oh, yeah, don't forget about the quarterback. He can run, too. Second and five. Trips to the left. He looks that direction. Just another short slant looking for Clayton Cornell. And two and two went at it there. Jimmy Nemi, a talented wide receiver, the young sophomore on the other end, said, hey, I'm going to bear hug you here and make it real tough for you to catch this football. Yeah, but Cornell's dropped a couple passes tonight that he should have caught. That's one of them. Um, Well defended, but that's a catch that we've seen Cornell make. And uh, Musat, the quarterback, is not been helped out by his receivers tonight third and a long five he rolls right here he might just tuck it and run no he's going to throw on the run he does that well and he gains a first down with a reception at the 49 yard line Did you catch that number chad it's hard to tell I think that it's far 23 side. lance croy or 21 uh jurisic that would make maybe a little bit more sense yep I think that's right. So he gains the first down into Everest territory. They keep it on the ground for Harbowie, but again, this front line for Everest is all over. Now they think they might have the football. Balls out. Loose on the deck coming out of the bottom of the pile. With it there is John Saran. I don't have seen the signal yet, though. There's been no signal by any ref, so there's no call on the field. I think I. there's been no call yet. Saran, oh the leading tackler coming into play today for Everest Collegiate. No fumble. They're going to say he was down. So that's a break for Bishop Foley as they're going to lose a yard on the play but hold onto the football as they're back even with midfield. It's going to be a second and 11 as they check in a new lineman in Cameron Banky, the yeah. 5'11", 220-pound sophomore. Well, Mike Pernicki doesn't get too animated, but he wants an explanation. I don't blame him. I thought that ball was out. I thought the ball was out. It was ripped out as he was going down. But it's a tough call, and who am I to see through a foggy window? But I thought the ball was out. I thought it was a loose ball, and I thought it was the Mountaineer. But you know what? It wasn't. Prunicki still giving the official an earful over there in his blue polo and the khakis is 
Massat looks for a curving Cornell down the middle. He has it in stride. Cornell with an extra cut at the 30-yard line. Misses a couple more tacklers. Spinning, spinning all the way to the 20 and finally walloped down at the 19-yard line. Your playmaker makes one here in the second quarter. Cornell, we got on him a bit for dropping balls. Uh, that time he made up for it. Made a nice run after the catch. Straight to the line here. This play is blown up from the get-go. Again, chasing him to the backfield is John Saran. So, hey, he says, I come up with the fumble. They don't give it to me. I'm going to get revenge and uh, make another <laughs> big play here and blow it up. Yeah. Should be no game. Well, Foley last time was inside the red zone when they threw a fourth and one pick. Now they've got uh, second and ten. They don't want to get in a third and long, Jeremy. It's important they get third and mid here at least on this drive where they have to score. They're down two scores. Second and 12, they called an illegal shift on that play as this ball is caught to the left side by Jurisic. He immediately hit the turf as soon as he caught the football, though, and that's going to cause some nearly four yards as he's all the way back to the 24. Yeah, fine play by the defender, but the throw was low. Receiver had to go down and never really had a chance to make his juke. Slipped, fell, and was tackled, and that's a big loss. Zapatowski, the lone back to the left side of Masad. He wants a bomb ball to the right side of the end zone. It's over the head of Harnadek, a guy we've seen both on offense and defense. The 6'4", 175-pound wide receiver cutting across that right side. Lance Croy on the coverage. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do, Jeremy. Fourth and 12. Looks like they're going for it. Fourth and 14, not before a timeout. So as they talk it over, it's Everest who burns it. We'll take time with them. 8.24 left to go in quarter number two. 14-0 is the lead for Everest with fully driving here on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Happening now, the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Eight twenty-four left to go in quarter number two. Fourteen nothing, the lead for Everest. Bishop Foley has the football on the Everest twenty-six. Massat looking to throw, steps into one on fourth and long. Back of the end zone has a man there. Did he make that catch? No, he's out of bounds. Just below the mouth of the goalpost. That would have been a spectacular catch for one of the best whiteouts in the Catholic League in Clayton Cornell. Instead, it's a turnover on downs. What a throw by Surratt. Back of the end zone. He had that ball and that catch. And his fingertips came down, couldn't hold on. Great coverage by Everest Collegiate. Wonderful play, but he couldn't hold on in the back of the end zone. Turnover on downs. Foley still scoreless on homecoming. Check some scores via our Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Wald Lake Western up 7-3 over Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That was after the end of the first quarter. UD Jesuit up 12-0 against Catholic Central at the end of the first as well. 
I told you we might have a little cubbies. <laughs> we might have some cubby nips. You never know. Oh. Let's see what happens by the end of four. A but little uh, cat scratch fever. That's one to track uh-huh. as Lisesky keeps it on the ground here to the right side. He's been a heavy dose in this run game of late for the Mountaineers. He gains about five up to the 29-yard line. In that St. Mary's game, Jeremy uh, Waldlake Western scored, but the passing attack is very potent. St. Mary scored on a short field goal. George Port electing to kick a field goal from the three-yard line. Uh, 20-yard field goal, Tommy Doman, 7-3, end of the first. That's a big one. Orchard Lake trying to go 4-0 for the first time in a long time. At least it feels like. Yeah, no. Even the teams they've had that have won. I mean, they've they've lost at least a game or two in the first five. Second and five. They keep it up the gut. This time it's into the hands of Jimmy Nemi. We've seen him about three times in the run game. Not really in the pass game thus far. He's about a yard shy of the first down up to the 34. They think they have enough in the pass game that uh, they could use Nemi more. He's such a good skilled ball handler and carrier. They could use him more in the run game, so they've put him uh, back at tailback. Single wideouts to the side. Master Mateo in the pistol here. It's a tight one with literally Nimi just about a yard behind the rear end of the junior quarterback on the other side. It's Nimi who gets it on the ground, nearly tackled at the line of scrimmage. He does a great job of staying on his feet, scrambles past the 35, hops up to the 40-yard line, and then they're going to move the chains and then some on the far side. Great job up front, moving the front four of Foley, which is not an easy task, but big number 74 up there. How about Adam Aiden Beauchamp, the sophomore, the 10th grader? Just one senior on this Foley, on this Everest team, and it's the kicker. 6.38 left to play in the second quarter, 14-0 Everest. They have the ball, and they're driving again. Nemi in motion in the sweep to the far side. Hopping his way to the 45, literally up to the 40, still on his feet, powering through arm tackles up to the 45 on the other side, and finally converged upon at the 39-yard line. Jimmy Nemi curving, hopping, and going all the way to the 39-yard line here. He's just a sophomore. This kid can move. In the open field, he's dangerous. I'll tell you what, this is an impressive unit. They have 21 kids on the roster, but they are highly skilled at the skilled positions. Two wideouts this side. Still a pistol snap taken by Master Mateo. Nimi in motion. It's Jaskoseski with the run up the middle. And he is gunned down at the line of scrimmage. About three ventures in that time. Proctor, Kidder, two guys who were there to diagnose the play. Probably the principal tackler, Proctor. Yep, Proctor looking for his gamble. And that time it was his defensive line mate. And uh, you like that one? I do. I, it took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody threw a white flag out there. Don't Se- throw the white flag yet. Second and nine. Master Mateo with a gun of a throw down the middle. A little bit too far for the outstretched hands of Thibodeau there. He had his hand out at the 15-yard line. The ball jackknifed all the way to the back of the end zone. And it's the third and nine. Well, it's the same play they ran almost in the same spot of the field. On the other side of the field is a touchdown on that post pattern the last time they scored. Yeah, that white flag, I think, was the towel on the back of yeah, the jersey for Master Mateo. It's back there now. It's a white one on, to match this white jersey for Everest. It's on the, uh, the cross of yeah. Foley midfield. 
Third and nine, rolling to the right as Master Mateo has a man diving at the 22-yard line of play. That's incomplete, intended there for Michael McGrath. Yeah, well-thrown ball. It's a comeback route, and McGrath had his hands on it, and that's one that he probably feels he should have caught. That's a well-thrown ball on the run by Master Mateo. So fourth and nine now. 5.26 left to go in a 14-0 second quarter in favor of Everest. The Mountaineers will punt it away for the second time today. Thibodeau does the honors. It's a high snap. The athlete handles it well, though, as this is going to take a bounce into the end zone. Good effort. That's Jimmy Nemi galloping all the way down the near hash marks, trying to keep that ball out of the end zone. He stretched out two big hands there, tried to swat it back in play, but... By the time that happened, it was in to the end zone, which is an automatic touchback whether it touches the ground or not in high school football. So it's a first down and 10 on the 20-yard line again for this Ventures offense. What are they going to do here on another drive in the second quarter, Chan? Well, I believe Foley needs to score, just like I've said the last couple. They need to get their ground game established, I believe, in this drive. Can't afford to throw another interception. Play action here. They want a bending throw down the middle for Clayton Cornell. Looks like there was some contact yeah. there. As he couldn't quite spread himself free at the 25. The route was supposed to be completed. It was a timing one yeah. at the 30-yard line. No flag. It's a second and 10. I thought that the route was jumped by Dominic Cross, the guy who had the touchdown earlier, a little bit early. Thought there could have been contact, but fully going to throw it. On the ground is Zapatowski here. He swerves to the outside, but a great job by the Mountaineers to move him and slam him down in the backfield. Call that tackle to Michael McGrath, the man who just missed the catch, redeeming himself there for a three-yard loss, third and 13. Great play by McGrath to go wide. Hem the outside edge, set it. Throws man down to the turf for a loss. Empty set. Four wideouts here. They... Get it to Cornell on the short pass. He looks to go to work. He can do this as he's up to the 25-yard line and finally slammed down at about the, eh, call it to 27 or so. And yeah. still shy of the first down, so it's going to bring up a fourth and three-and-a-half call it here with 425 remaining. Yeah, they're going to have to punt. Uh, it needed 14. They got 12, and this is certainly a punting situation here. So Lance Croy in to punt this one away. Jimmy Nemi, the lone man back deep, barely in his own territory at the 45-yard line. It's a line drive punt. You don't often see those. Nemi going to take it in stride. He hits the edge of the 45-yard line. Now into venture territory, trying to get a couple stiff arms off on Lucas Jurisic. But a great job by the senior linebacker to stay with that on special teams. But nonetheless, great field position again for this Everest offense, Jim. Everest trying to add to their 14-0 lead. They're going to have their best field position uh, yet of the game. And this is a potential dagger in the coffin. I mean, there's two of them in already. There's six total. Uh, They get one here, they're halfway home. And there's a lot of game left. And Everest knows this position is not secure because they were in this position last year up 14-0, and they ended up losing the game. First down and 10 from the Bishop Foley 42-yard line here on the near hash. Pistol formation for Master Mateo. He wants... No, he keeps it on the ground. What a fake. 
Astro Mateo takes it right side. He's across the 40. Speeds his way up to the 35-yard line. And that's a gain of seven on first down. Boy, he's just a little guy, isn't he? But but he is just strong to the bone, pound for pound. Can twist, can move. We haven't really seen a lot of the triple option here today out of this no, Everest squad. They, I think they've sort of ditched the triple option a bit. I mean, it's been less triple option than I can ever remember out of this offense. A lot more stretch run options and, and, and passing. Two wideouts aside, Leseski the lone back. This is a snap that's going to skip full. He has it at the 42-yard line. My goodness. Rolling across the turf about five yards is Lucas Jurisic. He might have run burn, but it, he'll take it with the uh, fumble recovery, right? You're never going to get on a kid that pounces on the ball, but if you're Jurisic, you're down 14 nothing. that ball's loose. I'm going to scoop that thing up, and I'm going the other way for a touchdown. Kudos for him for jumping on it. He's got a lot more discipline than most kids. That's the right thing to do, but I think if he scoops it, he scores it. 3.09 still left to play in the first half. Ventures will throw in the first play right to Jurisic, cutting down the near hash marks. Good coverage, though. Right in his eyes was Dominic Cross. That's the man that had a pick six to kick off the scoring in the first quarter. I'm so impressed as this game has gone on. I know he's thrown a couple picks, but this quarterback, Surratt, that was another dime that should have been caught. Throws another here. It is caught at the 45-yard line into Everest territory. It's Adam Kidder who hauls it in. They move those chains quickly because this offense likes to set quickly. They love Kidder. They think he's the difference this year. A freshman slot receiver should be the starting point guard on their basketball team, too. He's only 14. Low snap. Masson handles it well. A dart down the middle. Tipped a couple times. Won by an Everest player. That was Master Mateo, the quarterback playing safety here as he does quite well. And the second tip was off the intended target and Kidder for the second straight play. So it's a long and a sigh of relief second and ten. Did I just drink your water again? You probably did. Did you do that again? Yes, what are you here, doing? This one's unused. What are you doing? Here, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to drink. <laughs> I'm the one with the cooties now. You get a fresh bottle. Second and ten. They're going to air it out near sideline trying to stretch it out for Clayton Cornell as that's incomplete by about five yards. That was into double coverage on the near sideline. Master Mateo and Nimi were the two men venturing back deep. Those guys can run, and they can run with this guy, uh, the wide receiver that we've seen, Cornell, but he can get behind the defense. He's done it twice. So third and ten. Clock stopped at 2.41. Still a two-score lead for Everest. Play action here. Has to roll out of the pocket as he sees pressure. McGrath going to hit him as he throws it out into the sideline. Boy, that's close to a uh, intentional grounding. He did have a receiver sort of in the area. That was Clayton Cornell. I think he was outside the pocket, Jeremy. I think that's the only thing that saved him. Sure. Just outside the pocket. But I'm so impressed with this Everest defense. Can't say enough. I don't think we've talked enough about it. They are really good. And in the right spots, you can tell they're very, very well coached. In fact, Brian Barnes says they are one of the top two or three what coach teams in the Catholic League. Fourth and ten, they're going to go for it. Well blocked is Massat throws and a step off into the pocket looking for Canal on that far sideline. There is a flag as Massat was hit and probably a roughing the passer, which is going to gain him a first down. I think so. I think so. Um, I don't think it was a dirty play, but it was after 
the throw. And that's too bad because it was well defended again by the Mountaineer defense. He had nowhere to throw to Surratt on the far side, Jeremy. He was on the short side of the field, threw a bullet away, and then a late hit keeps the drive alive. Not a uh, characteristic of a Mike Pruniki coach team that we've seen in the past. Brian Barnes and his white quarter zip was about halfway to midfield to make sure his quarterback was still okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can was. We, can we get some Windex at halftime so I can see through the windows? There's <laughs> a, there's, that there's an inch of gook. Look at that gook. Massat's going to fire this one into the sideline about the end of the student section here on homecoming incomplete. Second and ten. How about the crowd tonight? Let's it's look outside, one. get some yeah. fresh air, get out of our seats. I know it's a quiet crowd. The burger smell pumping through the air. It's a good crowd, though. This is, is one of the large. I mean, this is intersectional two football. I'd put this crowd up against any intersectional two schools uh, attendance so far this year. Way, way to show out tonight, Foley. Stops the clock at 2.22 to go in the first half of play. Still 14 nothing Everest. Do the lights work in this booth? They might. No, maybe. Maybe not. Okay. This one on the ground to Masani. He's going to keep it for himself. He's up across the 30 and up to the 26-yard line there. Gain of, call it four. Going to bring up a third and six. Third and six. This is a key play, Jeremy. They've been third and long all game. They finally get a third mid. Can this Mountaineer defense again shut down what would be four-down territory? A scrimmage from the Everest 27-yard line here. Want to air it out. Short pass tipped up again. What a catch by the Everest player from behind. Guess who? Dominic Cross, his second pick of the game. Juggled up in midair by the Foley wide receiver. He was on his back when he reached one paw out, reached the other one together, sandwiched that football, and just like that, Everest has it back with the time ticking down in this first half of action. When you're in the right place, the right time, it pays off. And that's what Cross was again. Last time it was a pick six the other way. This time he gets a pass off the tips. He's in well coverage. He tips it to himself and hauls it in as he's fallen down to the ground, as you called perfectly. And another turnover. That's the third pick by my count by Surratt tonight, uh, the All-State candidate at quarterback that's been humbled here in the first half in his own crib. First down and 10 for Everest from their own 24-yard line here. They'll be in no hurry really to get something moving unless they do want to force the issue here with a long field. Nimi going to run to the edge. He hits the outside. Look out. He's across the first down marker to about the 36-yard line. So now things change a bit. So that's what Everest says. They say, hey, look, we're going to run a play. We get some yards. Maybe we think about scoring, but we'll run the clock out. Just happy to do that. A great run off the left side. And now they're thinking about scoring. They've got two timeouts left. Who knows? So first down and 10 on the Everest 35-yard line here. A minute 38 left. They lead it 14-0. Shotgun formation here for Master Mateo. Play action. He's going to roll out. Then looks to step up in the pocket. Now looks to tuck and run. Football's loose again. Foley had it for a second. Now a dog pile. And Foley does have it, says the signal here on the near sideline. Unbelievable. Bishop Foley's going to have it with a good field with a minute 28 left to go and three timeouts remaining. Wow, the turnovers. And I just said, hey, you get in position, 
Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. Uh, and, and, hey, you get a great play, and then you fumble the next, and that's the concern when you're a coach of doing that. But, hey, you got playmakers. You make progress. Go for it. Sometimes plays happen. So Masad is back out there. Those scrimmage from the Everest 41-yard line here, and we have a timeout on the field. Everest wants to calm the storm maybe a little bit here. Reel them back in. A minute 28 left to play in a 14-0 first half in favor of them. More on the flip side when we get back on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. This is Stephen Nahez with your automotive technical recruitment update. Automotive suppliers and OEMs continue to struggle to fill key professional technical roles. Nahez Recruiting in Allen Park has found the hidden professional automotive candidates and experts you need by screening nearly 2,500 candidates each week. Look us up at NahezREC.com or NahezRecruiting.com. Nahez Recruiting is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School Game of the Week on The Patriot. Coverage of the CHSL Game of the Week continues on the Patriot. Welcome back to Bishop Foley. Lights are on on a picturesque early fall evening here. 14 to nothing is the lead for Everest Collegiate. Bishop Foley has it after galloping on another turnover. From the Everest 41-yard line, it's Massad who wants to throw. From the gun, targets the far sideline, has Cornell there. He's diving at the 15-yard line over his outstretched arms. Joey Thibodeau, the safety was closest. Is It's incomplete. Foley's going for the gusto, man. I mean, there's really been no intermediate, intermediate routes thrown. I mean, they've been post routes. They've been 30-yard routes. I'd like to see him throw something out of the backfield. Let your running back maybe make a play. Uh, in open field. That's or been even, the higher percentage. Or even Clayton Cornell on the screen. He's yeah. shown that he can do things with right. that as well. Sure. They want to throw to the far sideline, and they have a reception at the 25, curling his way to the 23, and that's going to be a first down plus about 10 more yards. These Foley numbers are tough to see here, especially as the lights go down. Yeah. First down and 10, though, for the Ventures as they'll keep it on the ground and getting stood up. Ooh. There is Cooper Harbowy. That's big number 10, Michael McGrath, saying hello and smacking him back for a loss of three. They got those bookend linemen at, you know, big sizes. McGrath at 6'5 in the edge. But, hey, second down, they're going to think about it here. Brian Barnes, a lot to think and talk about as we approach halftime. They're going to burn their first time out of the half, 49 Point eight seconds remaining here. Fourteen to three. Wald Lake Western took the lead with six fifty-one to go. Orchard Lake St. Mary's would come right back with a forty-four yard touchdown run at the five thirty mark, just a minute later. Fourteen to ten, Wald Lake Western over St. Mary's. That's via our Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Lake Orion up twenty-one nothing over Oxford with two eleven left to play in half number one. Oak Park 20, Birmingham Grove 7. That's after the end of the third quarter. 
Lutheran North up 20 to nothing as well. Approaching the half in that one. Mm. All those scores via Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Second and 12. Massat wants to throw. Steps into one. Has Cornell in the end zone. What a stretch by Jimmy Nemi on the goal line, though. What an athlete this Nemi is. He can cover in the corner. He can make plays on the edge on offense. What a stud. He's only a sophomore. What a talent to have. Like he's going up for a rebound there. Just swatted it away from his fellow, number two, Clayton Cornell on the other end. You'd think he'd be a wonderful basketball player, wouldn't you? Third and 12. Massat wants to throw. He targets a man far sideline this time. That's Harnadek once again. He's kind of looking for a flag. One is not going to come, and that's going to bring up fourth and 12. Thibodeau on the coverage that time. Yeah, well, Barnes says, hey, I'm not going at Nimi again. Let's go the other side. But that guy's no treat either. And, uh, again, an errant pass and tough throw, but good coverage with 40 seconds left and another long fourth down. Jeremy, they're going to kick it. Lance Croy is one for one this year. That was only from 26 yards. Wow. 41 yards here. The hold is down. The kick is maybe directed at some point as it crosses the line. In the end, it's no good as it skips under the uprights. And this score will likely. Hold on. We got a roughing the kicker. No way. Yeah, we got a roughing the kicker afterwards, way after the play, Jeremy. Wow. That's the second to keep this alive. And if you're the Mountaineers, you've completely outplayed Foley and you're looking at potentially having your two-score lead cut in half. On a couple of personal foul calls, it just won't sit well with Coach P at half. So 34 and 4 tenths left to play. A timeout left on each side. And Bishop Foley in prime position to cut this lead in half. Those scrimmage... From the Mountaineers' 14-yard line, just to the left of the far hash. They want to throw on the first play. Why not? It's a slant up the middle through the buttery fingertips that time of Jurisic. Boy, there were two Hawking Mountaineers on the back of that end zone as well. Master Mateo and Cross have been all over the football in the secondary to get that one if it stayed up. It didn't that time. It's second and ten. Two timeouts, 28 and a half seconds left. Masai with a low snap. He has to chase this one and just fall on it with the chest all the way back to the 20-yard line. And the Ventures will have to burn their final timeout. And that's going to bring up a third and very long. Looks like about 17 to go now. I mean, this has just been a complete unable to handle any kind of momentum or success for Foley tonight. Um, and a team that has run through their first two opponents and looked just prolific offensively. Credit the Mountaineers. Their defense has just been stellar. But they're going to face a third and 17 now, and Foley also already in field goal range potentially. Some more scores via Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Xavier Chow for UD Jesuit able to kick a field goal. They're now up 15 to 14. Wow. That's at halftime. What a game that's turned into. Romeo 0, Eisenhower 10. So some scores to watch there. Wally Western still 14 I, to 10 at last check. I got an update. Western drove, stalled, punted. St. Mary's has it on their own 23 in the final minute of the half. 
Massat wants to throw here on a third down and long. He looks left side. It's over the head. Well, over the head and helmet of Clayton Cornell as it skipped to the end of the Bishop Foley bench. And now it's fourth and 17. Field goal time again. It was a 40-yarder last time. They'll move it up a bit and make this baby a 37-yarder. He was low last time. Lance Croy. The snap is a little bit off. Croy going to drill it further this time, but just wide left. So a couple hacks at a field goal here near the end of quarter number two. And who knows how this thing will end, the way it's flip-flopped in terms of possession. But there's not much time left. Everest has the football back. You'd think... They would take a knee here on the Catholic High School League football game of the weekend. Yeah. WTTK Detroit chat. No doubt. 13.9 seconds left. You fumbled last time. Yeah, no doubt. But what a stop by the Mountaineers defensively. They have just been stellar in this game and the difference and have made up for any errors that they have made defensively in this game, which has not been too many. They will take a knee. And before we take a break, how about this score, Chad? Yeah, yeah I want to hear Wright Wilson chiming in with the fine writers for the Detroit Free Press, Detroit yeah. Catholic, also PA announcer in the league. Detroit King 47, Cast Tech 7. <laughs> That's the final. Well, that proves well for Catholic Central, who beat King, and it tells you that Cast Tech is down, my friend, and King might be a little bit up. Fun, fun stuff. Absolutely. We'll talk about that and a lot more in our Santa Heights University halftime report. 14 nothing is the lead for the visiting Mountaineers here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I do see a difference already since I've begun Balance of Nature. That's why I went from one trial order to ordering it for my wife and our kids, and I even gave a, a batch to my mom. I see enough of a difference where I'm excited to continue my dream is like if the whole world would be taking this. I would just like to rain down balance of nature. This is the easiest, most natural and potent way to take care of yourself. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. To end the month of September, Balance of Nature is offering a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of Balance of Nature. This special is ending between now and September 30th, so don't wait. Call 800 2468 751. That's 800 2468 751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. Socialism has been tried so many times by so many different people, large groups of people, small groups of people. It always fails. Always. Just take a look at San Francisco, Los Angeles, where they've been under socialism for a longer time than we here in Michigan. And uh, it's, it's distressing. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. The Siena Heights University Halftime Show is next. Dennis Prager says the left is not hiding its agenda. The left's threat to everything we treasure is unprecedented in, in American history. By the way, this is not a charge. It's a description. They admit it. They, they acknowledge that they have contempt for the West, contempt for the Judeo-Christian value system, 
contempt for the Constitution. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Homecoming festivities here at Madison Heights as Bishop Foley rocks it out here in week four. They're down 14 to nothing at halftime. Everest Collegiate with a pick six touchdown. It was in the hands of Cross as he went 70 yards across the far side of the field right to left. And then it was a slant right down the middle of the field. Joey Thibodeau made it look easy for his fourth touchdown of the year through the air. Yeah, one score on your defensive side. You get a 70-yard interception return for a touchdown by Cross, the 415 mark. And then you come out in the second and you score right away uh, on the Thibodeau slant. But it was a half of turnovers and three turnovers by Foley, three interceptions thrown by their wonderful quarterback and Mr. Surratt. Uh, And that's really been the story because... Everest has fumbled a couple times as well. They're no saint. They're only plus one. And Foley, though, has done this with continuous drive and movement inside the 30. They've been unable to score and sustain anything. But it's been a wonderful defensive performance, a smothering, fast, and coverage-sticky Mountaineer defense. It's been very impressive. And they've done enough offensively to move the ball. Foley, too, relying on the pass to establish anything. And they haven't been able to get it going. Everest saying, rust what? There's no <laughs> rust in this game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I went back and forth on it, you know, in my head, whether they do have a young group, and that's something that I think concerned Mike Pernicki a little bit. He wants to get them continually learning. And sometimes when you have a bigger break like that, especially after a couple weeks where you dominated opponents that you felt you kind of should have dominated, and guys are still looking to really um, form as football players in this program, maybe you worry a little bit, but... They answered the bell and then some in that first half. And like you kind of alluded to, it's not out of their means to be up three, four scores at this point. No, they should really. They've they've played well enough to be up three or four scores, and they're only up two scores. And that's why Foley has to feel good about it. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, this is a Everest team that had a week off last week. You don't know how they're going to respond out of a bye. They come out hungry. They come out ready. They come out fresh. And um, not intimidated. They give up an early pass play that they blew coverage on. Went for about 40, 50 yards by Foley. And then that's really been it. Sure. They've responded and adjusted. You can tell they're very, very technique sound and coach-specific assignment sound. And uh, they have outplayed Foley here in the first half and deserve to be up more, but they're not. This is still a contest, though. Foley a quick-strike offense. Really just a fingertip. They've had missed passes that have been drops. Surratt has thrown three picks, but his uh, ability in his play is better than what his numbers show here in the first half. This Everest defense got to be one of the best in the intersectional end. Maybe you look at the double-A teams and they, they stack up. Obviously, they're you know, height-wise and weight-wise, they're not going to be there. But when you look at how aggressive they are against their competition, this is going to be a defense to talk about. They not only can cover, but they have some guys up front that can actually 
get some heat on. Dominic Cross, I know DB, but he can come up and he can hit. Uh, they've got enough size up front, some linebackers that are aggressive. I like Beggs a lot. He's been impactful in this game. Um, all these guys really, Saran, it's a core that's played. Jeremy, you said it. They are young in years, but they have a lot of game experience. And so these juniors are like seniors plus. They've been playing since freshmen. And some of their best sophomores are guys that played and started last year. So it, it grade nothing really to do. Their experience exceeds what their grade tells them next to the roster. Well, Chad's going to come back with our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard report. On the flip side, we got some good games. we got some important games already around the Catholic League, including this one here in our Catholic League Game of the Week. Bishop Foley tra- trailing Everest Collegiate 14 to nothing. Here in our Siena Heights University Halftime Report. Stick with us for more after this. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.sienaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena Effect is all about. This is Stephen Nahez with your automotive technical recruitment update. Automotive suppliers and OEMs continue to struggle to fill key professional technical roles. Nahez Recruiting in Allen Park has found the hidden professional automotive candidates and experts you need by screening nearly 2,500 candidates each week. Look us up at NahezREC.com or NahezRecruiting.com. Nahez Recruiting is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School Game of the Week on The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans, Sean Belegian here, cordially inviting you to join us at 145 this Saturday as Josh Rinnell and I bring you Warrior Football. We are in Quincy, Illinois, as the Warriors look for their first victory of the season. Make sure you join us for all the pregame festivities at 145, kickoff at 2 o'clock, Right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Welcome back to the CHSL Game of the Week. My name is Chad Bush. Alongside Jeremy Otto, we're at halftime where the home team on homecoming is down by two scores. Bishop Foley trails Everest Collegiate out of Clarkston, 14 to nothing. The Mountaineers with the lead over the Ventures. Now let's get to some scores here at halftime. We'll start in Detroit, and it's a final. Detroit King 47, Cast Tech 7. That was decided earlier today in the Motor D. Speaking of the Motor D, how about U of D? They are leading in Novi, 15-14 over the Shamrocks of Catholic Central. How about U of D? Up by one at the break. Royal Oak. Royal Oak uh, 7-0 over Auburn Hills Avondale. And the Yellow Jackets, that's in the first quarter. Wall Lake Western is taking on the CHSL's Orchard Lake St. Mary's Eaglets. And in Wald Lake, it's 14-10. The Wall Lake Western Warriors, the number 5 team in Division One over St. Mary's by four at the break. 
Lutheran High Northwest, 20. Allen Park Cabrini, 3. That's at halftime. Loyola, 28. Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard, 24. That is a final. That is a final from earlier today. You're all caught up on scores from around the Catholic League and around Metro Detroit. My name is Chad Bush. We'll come back with Jeremy Otto in a moment. Right now at halftime, it's 14 to nothing. The Mountaineers of Clarkston Everest over Madison Heights Bishop Foley. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. This is John McCullough, and you're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. Join me Monday at 6. Mike Gallagher sees a relentless attack on Justice Kavanaugh. The anti-Kavanaugh campaign could be just beginning. But see, the greater good is to send a warning to Brett Kavanaugh. You better tell the lie on every abortion case you hear. Because if you're pro-life in your rulings, we're going to keep coming at you. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. Sportsmanship is still relevant in school sports. Good sportsmanship should be a given at our games. It's one of the primary reasons we have school sports to begin with, to help today's young people become tomorrow's community leaders. You can learn more about sportsmanship and download a full kit of sportsmanship ideas from the MHSA website at mhsaa.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Well, whether you're looking to move or stay put, now is a great time to repurchase or purchase or refinance a home. It'd be hard to repurchase a home, wouldn't it? Sometimes they do that. It's called a scam and illegal, but it happens. Not None of our listeners partake in that. No, no, no. Our friends at Lions Catholic Credit Union can help. Whether you want a fixed rate or an adjustable one, want to retire in 15 years or lock in 30, want to buy an existing home or build a new one, they have mortgage options for you. With the Lions Catholic Credit Union, you get more than competitive rates and a great selection. You receive personal expert service that is fitting for any member. So whether considering a mortgage or just looking for trusted help managing your money, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. 14 to nothing is the lead in this game in favor of the visiting Everest Collegiate Mountaineers over the home Bishop Holy Ventures here today as we get closer to the second half. It's going to take a little bit longer than normal just because of the homecoming 
festivities still taking place right now as they honor several teams, the homecoming queen and king, and I believe senior day uh, here at halftime. But uh, your thoughts on what these two teams need to do to pick up a victory and remain undefeated here in week four? Well, for Foley, they've had some traction offensively, but I feel they need to establish some what of a running game so they don't have to rely on that pass. It's always easier, of course, to get some yardage on first down and second down. They've been in so many long third downs, Jeremy. I think they need to chisel away, get to their running backs, out of the uh, backfield in the passing game, a more high percentage pass. You've thrown three picks. Your quarterback, who's so good, is a bit fragile. He's thrown three picks. He's not used to this. I think they try to get him comfortable in the first half in the pass game, and I think throwing out of the backfield to a running back is probably a good place to start. On the other side of the coin with Clarkston, uh, Everest, I think they just need to continue to do what they've done defensively. Uh, Don't turn it over. They have turned it over twice via the fumble. um, And and really just trust Master Mateo. He's been so good. The quarterback, he can run it. He can throw it. Maybe be a little more conservative offensively, I would suggest. But uh, what a first half by the Mountaineers. But expect Foley to come out with some fire in the second half. 14-0 again is your halftime score in favor of the Mountaineers. More when we get back in our Siena Heights University halftime report. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Hugh Hewitt says Iran is dialing up the pressure. Likely Iranian involvement in attacks on Saudi Royal production over the weekend marks a new phase in this destabilizing campaign. Long-term damage to oil supplies would increase the pressure on U.S. to ease sanctions on Iranian oil exports. Not going to happen. The uh, United States does not respond to terrorism by doing deals with terrorists. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Have you connected with the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on social media? Search CHSLGO on Twitter and give us a follow. There you'll find coverage announcements, behind-the-scenes clips, news surrounding Catholic League football, and more. Send us a tweet during the game, and you can hear it read live on the air. Again, search CHSLGO on Twitter today and give us a follow. FM 101.5 and AM 1400 is your home for the best high school football coverage in Metro Detroit. Hey, it's Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. So thrilled to be in Detroit with all of my camp house buddies. Howdy, folks. It's Larry Weissoon, Mr. Whitetail. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. God bless America. Good morning, everybody. It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Billy, if you don't sit down, those ducks are never going to come in. <laughs> I'm professional angler, Kevin Van Dam. Billy, let's go fishing. Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Saturday morning at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.sienaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena effect is all about. You're listening live to the CHSL Game of the Week.
Welcome back to Madison Heights, Michigan. 14-0 is the lead for the visiting Everest Collegiate Mountaineers as we inch closer to the second half of play here in our Siena Heights University halftime. Jeremy Otto back alongside Chan Bush to bring in the call here tonight. Alex Westfall, our fine on-site engineer. Brian Belaski bumping the tunes back in our WDTK studios. It's Brendan Johnson, Gus Vanderdonk, and Otto Floaty getting ready to take over after we're done in our WDTK studios for the CHSL Drive Home show. When you look at this intersectional two-division, Chad, you see these two teams probably as the cream of the crop. Our Lady of the Lakes is always up there. Cardinal Mooney trying to have a comeback here as they started out very well. And Shrine knocking on the door as well at 3 and also It's going to be a competitive field here at Intersectional 2, isn't it? It is. I, I, you know, Coach O, Oscar Olenichik, who was at UAD, uh, good friends of the program, of course, of, of Double B and, and company. Uh, Shrine making some noise, and, and Coach O is making a program there. He's building something good there, as Marty Morningweg once said in Detroit for the Lions. Uh, Mooney's still building oh, themselves. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, take the wind. Uh, the other one you mentioned, our Lay the Lakes, you can never look out. Uh, I mean, you can never rule out. So it is. It's an intersectional, too, that's maybe as competitive, Jeremy, as it's been in so many years. A lot like we say about what's going on in the uh, the double-A. Sure. So this is uh, a, a tough two-league, but these are arguably the best two teams in the intersectional, too. So a lot's going to be told tonight how this season unveils and crowns its champion in the intersectional too. We talked about it a little bit in the pregame and earlier on in our broadcast, but when you look at the Central Division as well, it's obviously a division that's made up of one less team with UD Jesuit dropping over the last couple of years, but uh, that's as competitive as it's been in a while. You see Brother Rice with their real solid defense and yeah. their offense really starting to figure it out under Greg Pisco Pink and company as well. Catholic Central scuffling, losing today to UD Jesuit at halftime 15-14, but then you have the De La Salle's of the world who's struggling a little bit to find who they are after a tough week one loss. Obviously, two wins in week two and three, and they have a big one tomorrow coming up as well versus Brother Rice, but this is a central division that's going to be very, very interesting with Orchard Lake really knocking on the door as well. A lot of parity and, and Orchard Lake rising up maybe de la salle going a bit down brother rice coming up maybe cc coming a bit down we don't know yet but uh there's all kinds of scenarios but it's too early to really make a determination but we know that brother rice is better we think st mary's is certainly better and and the other two teams we don't know but we're going to know a lot tomorrow when brother rice and de la salle play each other but any of those four teams if you told me right now wins the central division i wouldn't be shocked any of them i wouldn't really be shocked and that's truth I don't think I could have said that the last three years. What do you think we're going to see in the start of this third quarter here shortly? I think we're going to see the football is going to be into the hands of Everest first, and I think they want to just control the game, and I think they want to keep the football out of the hands of Foley, um, who's been picked three times, but they also, you know, they play football too, and Brian Barnes is a good coach in his third year. He's going to have them ready to play. I think the Mountaineers are going to come out, try to establish the ground game, eat up some clock, and uh, just try to keep this thing at bay and not let that Foley offense on the field and get hot. 
14-0 the lead for the visiting Mountaineers of Everest Collegiate, the second half when we get back on the Patriot. This is Stephen Nahez with your automotive technical recruitment update. Automotive suppliers and OEMs continue to struggle to fill key professional technical roles. Nahez Recruiting in Allen Park has found the hidden professional automotive candidates and experts you need by screening nearly 2,500 candidates each week. Look us up at NahezRec.com or NahezRecruiting.com. Nahez Recruiting is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School Game of the Week on The Patriot. Is there anything wrong with being a good sport? Helping an opponent up after knocking them down? Sincerely congratulating the other team after the game, win or lose? Showing respect for referees? It's how we should act every day at every game, because nothing beats good sportsmanship. To learn more about sportsmanship, visit the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. The second half kickoff on the Patriots CHSL football game of the week. Fourteen zip the lead for Avarice Collegiate here as we head to the third quarter. Big thanks to Sien Heights University for sponsoring our halftime reports, as always. So these two teams back out there. A little bit of an extended halftime for the homecoming festivities. You extended? Saw. This is like, I mean, we get Detroit Thanksgiving <laughs> NFL. This is longer than any Thanksgiving in an NFL game in Detroit I've ever witnessed. Lady Gaga was out there. Did you see her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poker face. I saw her down the bar at the uh, watering hole in uh, Madison Heights, too. <laughs> She's uh, on tour. <laughs> 14 nothing. the lead for Everest here. They're going to receive the football to start this second half of play. It's Thibodeau and the quarterback, Master Mateo, back deep to receive this one from Croy. He sends it deep, and it's going to skedaddle into the center of the end zone for a touchback to begin things here. Big, big drive for this Foley defense. They need to come out and make a statement and get a stop early. If you're Foley, you got to make an impact. Your offense hasn't been able to score. Maybe your defense gets a turnover and gets some points to help your offense get going. Zach Proctor, Luke Bishop, two guys on this D-line. You might look to step up in a scenario like Chad talks about here. So first down and 10 from the Foley 21-yard line here for Nino Master Mateo. In the pistol, or check that. That's his brother, Gio Master Mateo. Looks like an option, and he's going to pitch it into the backfield for the first time in a long time. And we thought we'd see a lot more of that. It's a first down for Jack Liseski as he's across the 25 and moving his way up to the 30-yard line. Big run. Establish themselves early in the drive. That's what we said. Start the drive off, establish the run, eat up clock. They get a first down right away and a big chunk play. 
two wideouts to the left for Master Mateo. He has two to his right as well. Another option. He's going to keep Ooh. it on the ground this time. And great job from the backside by Foley to chase him down. It was big 77, Zach Proctor, the 5'11". 245-pound senior defensive lineman who dragged him down. He took Nick Harnadek, though, and juked him, undressed him at the 30-yard line. What a move by Master Mateo. <laughs> and Big Harden, Nick, who's about 8 inches taller, looked back and said, wow, where did he go? Lost in the turf. Second and eight from the 37. Keeps it on the ground to Nimi. He's looking to reverse field as he found absolutely no space there. He's back to nearly the original line of scrimmage at about the 35-and-a-half-yard line here. That's going to bring up third and nine. Yeah, nice play there. Third and nine. This is a situation the Foley defense needed to step up there, make a play, and they did. Now it's not a comfortable situation. We'll see how the Mountaineer offense responds. 10-46 still left to play in a 14-0 third quarter in favor of the team of the football. Master Mateo rolling on the throw. as a man far side, and we have a couple laundry flags that come mm-hmm. to the turf here. Intended target was Jimmy Nemi, who was standing right at midfield. It was Clayton Cornell and Adam Kidder on the double coverage on the far sideline, and this is going to go for the deadly pass interference on third and long. Uh, I think they got him with a, was it P.I.? Or offsides? I think they got him with offsides, Jeremy. Okay, yeah, either way. Yeah, either way it's a first down, point valid. I, I thought initially it was pass interference, and it might have been, but they ended up calling the the offsides. Hmm. Big penalty there, though, for, uh, for, for this Foley team that thought they could get a stop there. It's up to the Foley 45-yard line now. Everest moving right to left in quarter number three on the near hash. Two wideouts aside for Master Mateo in the shotgun here to start the third. Hands it off to Laseski up the middle. Scrambling run by him as he's into ventured territory at the 50. Pounds his way up to the 47-yard line. Bringing it eight on first down. We do have a scoring update from Wald Lake Western, who once led in that game 10-3. to St. Mary's scores in a 70-yard touchdown. That's Seven, big. 17-14, four, 11-14 to play in the third. Master Mateo back to the pistol. Lesesky the lone back directly behind him. It's a low snap. He adjusts well. Throws a way high pass over the noggin that time of Jimmy Nemi that's going to skip into the end of the Everest bench and make a third and three. Master Mateo, not a big guy. You can still play quarterback, though. He does it well, but sometimes it's hard to see over your line. And that time it was hard to see over his own guy. And the out route was thrown about three yards too tall and wide. Third and short. Clock frozen at 10.06 to go here in the third. 14-0 Everest. The team in white and blue is out there directing traffic right now. Master Mateo with a pistol snap here. Delays and looks for the audible calls. He steers to the right. Delivers that call to his line. And prepped and ready to go here. Foley sends blitz. Handoff right side for Nemes over the B for BFC at midfield, and he gains a first down plus one as he's up to the Venture 44-yard line. Big time stop there. But uh, or big time, excuse me, first down there. They just keep gaining chunks of yardage. Jeremy, I thought they needed to really just eat clock, and they've done it. No need to throw the ball. Master Mateo back to the gun here. Liseski, direct call on the run. He's looking to plow over defenders as he was nearly stopped about just two yards in front of the original line of scrimmage there. He gains four in the end as he trucked his way up to the 40. 
Second and six. 9.30 still left to play in quarter number three. This Everest offense moving efficiently after the penalty now. Thibodeau will get it on the sweep to the right. Dancing his way up across the 40. Curving back to the middle up to the 35-yard line. And finally dashing up to the 32 just to the right of the far numbers. And that's going to move the sticks again. Yeah, and he put a shoulder in at the end of the run for a statement. I love it. Around the corner, that's a wide receiver. And he buries his shoulder right into the gut of the venture uh, lineman. Tough kid. Big time play. Two wideouts to the side from Ash Mateo. Still in the pistol. He leans near sideline for Thibodeau. That's picked off on a juggling play. Pooley going to run the sideline to the 40-yard line here. It's going to be a trip up of a play at the 19. That's a heck of an interception by Jacob Arbach, the senior defensive back, who's going to get a penalty after the play, I believe. This is the identical play that happened the other way that... Clarkston Everest Collegiate was able to take to the house for a 70-yard touchdown. This would have been a 70-yard touchdown as well, but he's hawked at the 20, but a personal foul after Jeremy, and this thing's about 15 yards shorter than it should have been if you're Foley. It's one step forward, two steps back for Bishop Foley. It's been that all night. So nine minutes left in this third quarter, 14-0 at the moment, the lead for Everest Collegiate. But what a statement by Foley's defense. Both teams sort of responded the way that you would hope if you're their coach. A dominating drive, and then Foley comes up and makes a pick. Like I thought, it's just one of those things for Everest. I'd like to see him just ground it out. So they're going to mark this football up to the Everest 26-yard line here. They keep it on the ground. That's Cornell? Was that Cornell who took the football? Yeah, I think so. Well, I was just surprised that it, he was taking it at the running back spot. Is he's going to gain himself all the way up to the 15-yard line here? They haven't had the chain set right now. They thought it was a goal situation. Cornell again going to take it on a run left side. He's inside the 10 to the 8-yard line. That's going to be pretty close to a first down. Maybe a full yard shy in the end. Fully not playing around with tempo right now. They want to heat it up as fast as possible. Second and two now. Masat. From the close shotgun snap here. He's going to take it for himself. Left side here. Masak close to that first down marker. Extra effort might have gotten him to it. It's Nini who chased him down from behind. It's either third and short or first and goal. Let's see. Third and short it looks like. Yeah, third and short. But this is a real momentum shifter. Foley has taken over the, the bull by the horns. Great series here. Massat with Nimi to his back. Going to hand it off to Jimmy. Jimmy powers up the middle, and it looks like he did not no, maybe get it. No, he didn't get it. It's fourth down. Man, big fourth down play going, and we'll see what Foley does. This is where you earn your money if you're Brian Barnes. I don't think there's any thought in this. They're going to call it fourth and one and a half. It looks like they're going for it. You think about putting your quarterback under center for the first time today? That doesn't look like they're going to do it. No, just not what they do. Two wideouts aside for Masad, who's in the gun. Harbowie, the lone back to his left. Watch the fade route. Watch the fade route to 89 wide right. Masat back to pass. Faces a one-man blitz. Now becomes two. Floats to the right side. Incomplete. He had a man cruising to the right side of the end zone and Adam Kidder, but... That ball was well over his head as he slipped and fell on the turf trying to 
catch that football, but do we have a flag here? Sideline warning, okay. no. Yeah, sideline warning. But, Jeremy, that was a play that developed. Good job. It was Cornell that broke free off his route as his quarterback broke free in a bootleg, had him wide open, but his receiver twist-turned the wrong way, and it was a throwaway, wide-open touchdown, though, if that play is completed. So another turnover on downs here with the clock frozen at 7.23 to go here in the third. Still 14-0 Everest. They're going to take it back at their own nine-yard line as the junior quarterback who wears number four, Geo Master Mateo, is back out there. He comes from a quarterback family, both at Our Lady of the Lakes and Everest Collegiate. Those were two schools that at one time co-opt for a lot of their sports. His brother Nino, a wide receiver at D1 Coastal Carolina right now as a freshman. Ah, they played Eastern Michigan earlier this year. Pounding it on the ground once again. Here is Leseski. Looks like we have a flag before that run developed, though. So, Jeremy, look at all. Look at. Let's look at the last four possessions. We got Everest. Everest gets the ball back after they force a fully punt towards the end of the second quarter. They fumble at the 309 mark. Next play, interception, cross. Next, fumble, Foley. Next, Everest throws an interception, Foley picks it off, and then Foley turnover on downs. I mean, it's been flip-flop, 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 flat-jack shack all night, baby. Unbelievable. Wild. Somebody secure the thing and score a touchdown. <laughs> So this is going to become a first and 15 from the five now. So they're in the shadow of their own end zone. Master Mateo in the pistol with Leseski behind him. Down his three-point stance to take this handoff along the right side. He's going to gain back the original line of scrimmage plus two more yards. So he's across the 10 up to the 11-yard line now. Brings up second and nine. More like seven, I guess, uh, with that spot. Everest Collegiate just controlling up front. And, and I'll tell you what, I mean, there is just complete dominance on the right side of that line right now. And you got number 70 leading the way over there. Diego Ramirez. It's the guy others. they like. Yeah, do they? Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's made some nice holes on that right side. Real coachable player is number 70. Is We'll keep it on the ground this time with Jimmy Nimi. Prowls up to the 15-yard line. Regain a three. Still four shy of the first down. Here with 5.51 left to play in quarter number three. We also haven't talked about Aiden Beauchamp. That kid also is really driving the holes open on that right side. We should give him credit as well. Really that whole offensive line for Everest is doing a great job tonight. Third and four. They want Liseski here, and these are some tough yardage. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. That was a huge third down stop by the Foley defense. They got a, They force a punt back in their own territory. That's huge. No way they're going for this. Bart Lobs was in the vicinity of that play. It's a fourth and one. Exchanging personnel here with 5-11 remaining in the third. Still 14-0 Everest. Fully expecting them to punt it away, as you'd think they would. Eh, Pernicki's pretty conservative. You don't expect to fake. No funny business up two scores on the road. 
Thibodeau going to drive this one and bounce it at the 43-yard line. And gunning downfield to down it there is Johnny Nedwick. That's kind of one of the things, Jeremy, about this, is that you have your starters and your best players playing special teams. And that's what makes the intercollegiate, some of the lower levels, interesting because the sharper teams, typically you see your starters playing on the special teams. Player down for Everest. 447 left to play in quarter number three. 14-0 the lead for the Mountaineers here in the game of the week on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. When you need the ultimate performance from a primer, there is only one. Zenzer Smart Prime from Rust-Oleum. Available at Cush Paint Company in Roseville. It is the next generation zero VOC easy to use water-based formula with an oil-based performance. Stain blocking power, low odor, and lead compliant. Zenzer Smart Prime from Rust-Oleum. Check it out at Cush Paint in Roseville. Mention the Patriot and get 10% off with our experts at Cush Paint in Roseville or CushPaint.com. Now, back to the CHSL Game of the Week. Check some scores on our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Catholic Central now on top of UD Jesuit 21-15. That's in the second half of play. Orchard Lake St. Mary's hanging on to a 24-21 lead over Wald Lake Western with eight and a half left to go in quarter number three. It's a first down and ten for the Bishop Foley Ventures from the Everest 45-yard line here. And here is Cornell ranging up the sideline. He's across the 30 to the 25 and finally dragged down to the 20-yard line. Hardest worker on the team. This kid wants to play college football so bad it hurts. Uh, and they really like this Cornell kid. He's come back with a vengeance, couple drops early. That's a big boost play. Eight touchdowns through the air checking into today. This is a wildcat snap for Cornell for the second play in a row as he dives up to the 10-yard line. That's a first down, but he's hurt on the sideline. No, this is not good. First of all, there's a – I'm sorry, Jeremy, but there's a couple things that happen here that's really not good. Number one, a late flag on the play, and – Did they collide needs? Crowell ran and got – Crowell – the ball carrier got tackled into his receiver who was blocking for him downfield in his knee. Oh, 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 oh. not good, not good. That's Aiden Adam Kidder, the, the true freshman who's down, who got clipped. So Cornell kind of limped off, but he seemed to be okay as they now attend to Kidder. He's pinned up nearly out of play on the sideline at 11, but he's going to hop up now. Looks like he's right. okay. That's good to see. Boy, he popped up like he got shot out of a cannon, <laughs> I know, <too>. right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's a tough kid. He's just a freshman. They love Aiden Kidder. That that would be a big loss, but he's he's got a little uh, eight-mile pep in his step as he walks off. I think he's fine. Fourth and one, Jeremy. Or what's the call? First and ten, okay. Scoreboard says fourth and one. It was already first and ten. This is a fully drive that's been impressive uh, post-turnover. They mark the football here on the 22-yard line. 423 still remaining in the third. 14-0. The lead for Avarice Collegiate. Foley trying to change that here. A sign of the shotgun. Belly high snap. 
looks to float it to the right side of the end zone. Jump ball for Cornell, and a couple flags will come down, likely for pass interference. It looks like Thibodeau is shaking yeah. up again. Well, Brian Barnes is a good coach, and he's he's smart, and Thibodeau was banged up on the play earlier. They attacked Thibodeau. He's still hurt. He's hobbling around. He holds on. That's pass interference. And a first down for Foley now, who's been inside the 25 five times now, and they have zero points. Freezes the clock at 4.08. They'll move the chains again, and this is going to be a goal situation. Nah, just shy of one at the 12. So first down and 10 from the Everest 12-yard line here. Right side run. Not much space to roam that time. Was it Cornell again? It was. Aiden Beauchamp was uh, all over that along with uh, Nimi. Beauchamp, a guy that they really like, especially on the offensive line. They haven't had a lot of size there the last couple of years, but he's an exception, says Mike Pernicki on that sideline. Mm-hmm. Second and eight. They want to run again into the hands of Cornell, but uh, we have a pre-snap false start. Yeah, boy, it's just been fully unorganized and undisciplined tonight. Not what we're used to seeing out of Brian Barnes's club. But, hey, look, they're still inside the 15 or just outside the 15 now. you got to execute and score, Jeremy. I mean, you have to get points. Five times inside the red zone, no points yet. You better make the fifth one count. Shotgun formation for Masani as Cornell to his right as a running back. He's going to cut left as a wide receiver here, and that's great hands to reach up and knock down that football by Nate Beggs. And did he catch that in midair? No. no. They say it hit the ground. I was going to say, I didn't Here's see what happened. That. No, he thought he threw it back, and it was a lateral. I see. Foot, uh, it wasn't. Fumble, yeah. They jumped on it, and, and that's a smart play, but it was not a, a, it was a forward pass, not a backward pass. So it's incomplete, not a fumble. And here we are, third long again, Jeremy. 3.23 left on the clock here in the third. Still 14 nothing Mountaineers. Mountaineers bend, 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 but it's like plastic, man. They don't break defensively. I mean, they have just bent. Third and 13, Harboe. The lone running back to the right of Masani's in the gun. He looks that way into the end zone instead. As a man there for the touchdown. Nick Harnadek has had a staple on this game, but an even bigger haul in here makes it 14 to 6 with 319 to go in the third. 13-yard touchdown catch by the big boy Nick Harnadek. 6-475-pounder out of St. Anne's on the east side. He came to the west side, and he's got himself a touchdown. And we got ourselves a game in Madison Heights. Finally, the fifth time is a charm inside the red zone for the Foley folks. Another balance of nature. Touchdown, pure and simple, real science, real food, real nutrition. Well, Everest brought some heats on the extra points. It was Nimi trying to dive in, but... Sailing it through the uprights is Lance Croy. Just like that, the lead has been cut in half. 14-7, the lead for Everest. 3.19 to go in the third here on the Patriot. We'll stick with you here with the Lions Catholic Credit Union, whether in person or on the phone. You have access to professionals dedicated to helping you navigate your financial goals. And their first-rate mobile app allows you to access your account anytime. Alliance Catholic has nine convenient locations around Metro Detroit, and Credit Union members can use nearly 30,000 ATMs around the country. 
including most 7-Eleven locations, without a surcharge fee. So whether you're looking for a lot of help managing money or just a little, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to join today. Federally insured by NCUA. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. So 14-7, your score now in favor of the Everest Mountaineers here with 3.19 to go still here in the third. And we got a ball game now. We got ourselves a ball game. A fun little contest, but Foley outplayed in this game for most of the two and a half quarters so far. Comes back and scores and finally capitalizes on a red zone drive. Spinning football. They're going to do a little bit of trickeration here. A couple handoffs in a row. Who has the football? It's a man on the far side and Thibodeau. He started with, I think that was just all a mystery. <laughs> it was to us. <laughs> so he turned around on a, like a little spinorama move. Yeah. He f- acted like he faked it. The next man acted like he faked it. He acted like he faked it, but it was Thibodeau keeping it all the way to the far side on the 35-yard line. Oh, man, that, I like it. That's a little hide-the-weenie play. <laughs> Coach Pernicki learned that up in Flint. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, he learned that from Jack Pratt. <laughs> Hide the hide the weenie. I mean, that's what you do. That's what it's called in the playground. I mean, uh, fun play, and it gets them out to the 40-yard line. Call what you want, but just don't call them late for dinner. So 3.06 remaining here in the third. Everest trying to get another touchdown here to pad their lead, which is at one point at two scores. It seemed like a long time that they had that two-score advantage, but fully able to capitalize here in the third. Master Mateo from the gun. He sends Thibodeau in motion on the sweep to the far side. He gets the football. He's across midfield, and he is shrugged out of play on the far side. It's quite the tackle by Luke Bishop, 6'3", 245. The D lineman says, hey, here's my shoulder into your own sideline. We got a score alert from Wald Lake off of Beck Road. The Wald Lake Western, the big bad Warriors, fifth in the land are trailing by 10 at home to St. Mary's. 31-21, one minute left in the third quarter. A seven-minute St. Mary's drive, 55-yard scoring drive. The Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard, second and two. It's Nimi up the middle. He finds a burst of a hole after he crosses midfield, gallops to the 45-yard line, sparks to the 40 on the far hash, and that is where Everest will take it on a first down and 10 in Bishop Foley territory. Everest trying to answer that scoring drive for Foley, their first scoring drive of the night, trying to get a little ground game established. They've already shown the ability to run the football behind Big Beauchamp and also uh, Ramirez. They want to keep going behind that right side. Master Mateo from the pistol here. Leseski behind him. Jack has the football, moves right side, plows over a defender at the 35-yard line, up to the 30, close to that first down. That spot might give it to him. Jack Lisesky thriving on the ground here today when Everest needs him too. <laughs> you can tell he's an offensive lineman. This guy wants to put a punishing blow into every guy that he runs by. I love this guy. I mean, he's a converted offensive lineman. And he just wants to finish you with a statement. And good size, but also skilled, says Mike Pernicki. Also plays baseball and basketball. Baseball's probably his best sport. Imagine that. Wow. Left side for that same man. Leseski curls his way 
to the 25 and finally up to the 23-yard line on the far hash. And that makes it first down and 10 with a minute 46 left here in the third. Well, Foley's going to check in some beef. Big Michael Lang's going to come in. Get out of St. Joan of Arc. Yeah, Chargers. That's, Is that yours? That's me right there. Is that right? Oh nine, yeah. And a boy. <laughs> well, they're uh, they're starting to tap into St. Joan of Arc. It looks like. <laughs> and why not? It's pumped out many of legends. One to my right. One Jeremy Otto. That's cool. Joan of Arc. What city is that in? St. Clair Shores. Okay. About three mile or not three four blocks away from where I grew up. Okay. Very cool. First down and ten. Thibodeau rolls right side. Has it across the twenty yard line. Gains eight plus a flag if this is against Foley, but that might be coming back. I didn't see the call on the official. Block in the back. Oh, that's a dagger. It's against Everest. Freezes a clock at 107. It's 14-7 in favor of the Mountaineers here. Original line of scrimmage was at the 23-yard line. They're going to move this back to the 27. Do we get us update on that Catholic Central UAD game? Last one we saw, 15-14 CC. We'll try to dig into that, though. All right, that'd be awesome. Thank you, Alex. First down and 15 here. Master Mateo from the gun. He has Leseski behind him here from the pistol, I beg your pardon. It's Leseski who pounds it on the ground. He turns his legs up to the 20-yard line, gains all that lost yardage back. It's going to be second and five. I'll tell you what, it's starting to get a little bit feisty out there and testy. There's some guys that are uh, starting to be competitors and starting to let them know that, hey, look, this game's getting down to crunch time. I like it. There's some good energy out there both ways. 24 ticks left here in the third quarter, and Everest going to let the time wind down. It's going to be a second and about seven here from the Bishop Foley 21-yard line for Everest Collegiate when we come back to start the fourth quarter. 14-7. The lead for that squad here on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. For most of my life, every year I would get a super sore throat, and then it would go to my head, to my chest, and I'd be sick for two or three weeks. Last fall, I I got the sore throat, and I go, well, let me try this. And I took a whole bunch of capsules of the veggies in addition to the three and three that I took during the day. The next morning, the sore throat was gone, and I didn't go through that whole routine. And I attribute it to taking nine capsules of the veggies. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. To end the month of September, Balance of Nature is offering a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of Balance of Nature. This special is ending between now and September 30th, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK Detroit. Second and seven for this Everest offense from the Bishop Foley 21-yard line to start the fourth quarter. They're up 14-7. Master Mateo wants to audible at the line here. He has Leseski behind him. 
option. Woo. It's on the ground still for Master Mateo, curving across the 15 and up to the 12-yard line. Boy, Master Mateo sure can shake it loose. He's a little guy, squatty, close to the ground, but he has moves like Jagger. That was quick, swift, little swivel hip, little shimmy shake. He knows when to get down too, Jeremy, and not have to take a hit. You as well? I had bad hips. I was good straight line speed. My brother had good hips. Okay. I'm a bad dancer, not good hips. But Yeah, I hide when the music What about you? Off. No, you don't. I do. I'm serious. What are you going to do on wedding night? We're, practi- we're, we're working on it. Are you? You practicing? Yeah. We- Get some lessons? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's okay to admit you had lessons. No lessons yet, but that might be in the future. I'm going to give you some later. Two wide receivers aside. They <laughs> pounded on the ground into the hands. Once again, of Jack Lesescu is into the end zone for another score here for Everest. Oh, a statement drive. Lesescu has just made statement-punishing blows at the end of runs. He couldn't that time. He was already in the end zone. Nobody to punish. Enough of a punishment, a 6.1, and it's 20-7. to And that is quite a statement here in the fourth. 11-16 remaining in quarter number four. And that certainly is a huge touchdown to start this fourth frame. Kachia in to attempt the extra point, the senior, the lone senior on this Everest squad. He is now 13 for 13 on the year as he buries that one. 21-7, the lead for the Mountaineers. So 11-16 to go in the fourth quarter. Here in FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Rich in Iowa. Go ahead. I keep hearing all these ads. If you owe more than $10,000 in taxes, you don't have to pay it. If you have credit card debt, you don't have to pay it. Then we wonder, why do these young kids think they don't have to pay for anything? As long as it's free for me, who cares what it costs you? I never thought about it that way. Rich, thank you. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. Happening now. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Twenty-one to seven, the lead for Everest Collegiate here. Still eleven sixteen remaining in quarter number four, but a big touchdown to open up this fourth quarter in the hands of Jack Laseski on the ground. Laseski, the converted offensive lineman, all he wanted to do was run the football. Every lineman's dream. And he wanted to run the football into the end zone. That's an even bigger dream. He's done that several times this year and for the first time tonight. A touchdown drive is answered by another touchdown drive. Try to curb this kickoff against some weapons here as they kick it short at the 22-yard line. It is returnable in the end for Foley as they dash up to the 30. It was Trent Graves, the wide receiver, who took it out. They spotted it at the 31-yard line, and that's where Braden... Massat and company will take over. And Everest was uh, put to the test. They had been scored on. Their lead had been cut in half. And right next drive, Everest comes right back and scores a touchdown. Says a lot about the character and the fabric of the Mountaineer team. Trips to the left for Massat. He looks that direction. He hits Adam Kidder at the 33-yard line. He's able to propel himself up to the 35 for a gain of four on first down. Good to see Kidder come back in this game, Jeremy. He went out earlier. He looks to be healthy. Yeah, colliding knees with Clayton Cornell. 
Kidder was blocking on that play. Second and five. Massad rolling out right. Hits his man down. Fielder a leaping grab at the 46-yard line. That's Lucas Jurisic who hauls it in. What a catch. Fingertips catch on a crossing route at midfield. Wow, what a pitch and catch. Nice drive for Foley. Both teams wanted to answer one another. They move quickly from the Everest 46 on a first down and 10. Long bomb ball. He hits his man at the 20-yard line. That's Cornell still on his feet to the 10. Breaks another tackle to the goal line. He ranges just, just shy at the one-yard line. What a play by number two all the way around. Oh, Cornell's just laying down there basically and doing a snowman position in the snow and just laying, and it looks like maybe a cramp. What a play. Now, I thought Cornell pushed off. Me I'll too. be honest. Me I thought too. he pushed off. He got away with it. But there was hands both ways, uh, and, hey, they didn't get the call. But what a fight by Cornell to get an extra seven, eight yards, and what a tough, tough task to get positioned down at the half-yard line after that whale of a play. No touchdown, but a huge play, and the Ventures are about a half-yard away from making this a one-score game again. 21-7, the score right now with 10-22 still to go here in the fourth. Jeremy Otto alongside Chad Bush as they attend to Clayton Cornell, trying to stretch him out in the cramp at the goal line here. So we have confirmation from Brendan Johnson back at our WDTK studios that that Brother Rice and De La Salle matchup is tomorrow at night at LTU at 7. Awesome. That's going to be Under great the lights. Yeah. I would love to make it back for that game, but I'm not sure I will be back in town enough. But I know Brendan Johnson will be there. If I know you, you'll be there, maybe. Could be. Maybe. It's a possibility. <laughs> Less of a possibility game these time. days. Game time decision. Game time decision. Understood. I, I know what that means. I'm a married man. <laughs> I, I, I pick it up what you're laying down. <laughs> So getting up is Cornell here as he's helped off the near sideline. The 6'1", 195-pound receiver. I think it's a cramp, Jeremy. But this is a huge play from the one coming up. First and goal here. Masson in the gun. He has Harboe to his left. Two wideouts to his left and right otherwise. They keep it on the ground to Harboe, and he's able to launch himself into the end zone for a Bishop Foley touchdown. We haven't heard his name all night. No. I've been waiting for you to call his name. Waiting to, we haven't even seen the kid. I don't know where he's been, but he finds himself in the end zone, and we find ourselves in a seven-point game all of a sudden, bending an extra point. Fifth touchdown of the year on the ground for number five. Also a guy who is one of the staples on defense, came in with a pick and a couple pass deflections into the matchup here today Lance Croy into attempt the extra point that's blocked Everest getting all over that and guess who Dominic Cross able to get a fingertip on that one that's a guy with a couple interceptions in this game one a pick six for the first points on the board back in quarter number one and he keeps this score to 21 to 13 clip with 10-14 remaining in the fourth. That's huge. And we heard a big uh, yell of excitement from the booth here, and rightfully so. That's a big block. It makes it a now a two-score event. If they do score a touchdown fully, they'd have to get a two-point conversion to tie. So we stay at 21-13. I prematurely said it's a seven-point game. It's now an eight-point game. 
Even though Bishop Foley has finished off their opponents by score fairly easily, 54-8, 40-7, and 52-28, the harping message this week from Brian Barnes was finished. Obviously, they haven't been put in a situation like this all season long, but you can look at a different finishing, I guess, here if you're able to come back or at least tie this at some point in the fourth. Yeah, I agree. I mean, now everybody's kind of getting up to speed. It takes you some time to get into a tango with the speed of a winning type football team opponent and both these teams are experiencing that at different times tonight here's lance croy on the kickoff gonna send a skipper that takes a first bounce at the 20 hop steps its way back to the 10 and finally spinning sideways into the end zone here at bishop foley so it's gonna be a first down and 10 on the 20 yard line chad bush we have a scoring update from Wall Lake Western again. A quarterback keeper by Wall Lake Western, short gainer, touchdown, mm. Warriors, 31-28. Orchard Lake St. Mary's still leading the number five team in the highest division in the state. Uh, Three-point St. Mary's lead, 839 to go from Wall Lake. What Catholic, a game. Catholic Central also uh, getting a pick six in the hands of Jacob Young. They now lead 31-15 on UAD in the fourth. They once led, what, 15-7? to seven? Yep. Jimmy Nemi gets a run on first down here for Everest. He works the far sideline. He propels himself up to about the 28 for a gain of 7. 9.55 still remaining here in the fourth quarter. And if you're Everest Collegiate, you got to get the udders out, as Sean Belizean like to say, and milk the clock. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good saying, and, and it's time to do some work. Yeah, some good old country uh, sewing of some some uh, seams in the offensive line would do just fine if you're Everest. Second and two. Two wideouts aside for Master Mateo. He keeps it on the ground to Loseski, though. Loseski's tripped up. That's after he gains a first down plus a yard over the 30 to the 31. Everest would be happy with a six- or seven-minute drive here, and I don't believe you'll see them put it in the air. There's no need to. They've turned it over three times tonight. Uh, both teams have. But uh, how about the scoring, Jeremy? After we went a long drought mm-hmm. and we saw a score with a minute into the second quarter, we didn't see any scoring for the rest of the second quarter. And, partner, we didn't see any scores for the first three possessions of the third. But we've seen three straight touchdowns. And it's starting to get exciting. Folks are getting fired up here in Foley Land. Master Mateo still in the pistol here. He hands it off to Lasesky. He finds a burst of speed after one tackler missed at the 35-yard line. He's across the 40 and finally pushed it of bounds as he crosses up to the 45-yard line. Lasesky, the senior, the workhorse, working along that far sideline, bowling over people. He's a bully. Who says he couldn't play running back? Uh, and, and you know what? He runs with a chip on his shoulder, and it shows. I'm impressed with his feet, his ability to see the field. That's a completely different I mean, that's not like, forget having the skill set to be able to do it, but then the mentality to go from lineman to running back overnight. Takes a skill. Yeah, it's impressive. And open-mindedness. Quick and learning. No doubt, yes. That's the biggest feature, I think. Everest up to their own 46-yard line here in a first and 10. And is this Ventures line lined lined up offside here? Yeah, they were lined up offsides. They were lined up offsides. That big nose tackle up front, 77. 
Proctor has been so good this year. Of course, uh, out of Guardian Angel. So this puts them into Bishop Foley territory barely at the 49-yard line on the far hash. Everest moving left to right across your radio dial here in quarter number four. Up 21-13 with 8.44 to play. Thibodeau in motion. They'll keep it in the hands of Master Mateo who wants to scurry and run this football. But illegal motion probably the call there. Yeah, he started up too soon. Thibodeau is a bit out of sorts right now. He's made some big plays defensively in this game. And he's dinged up. He's walking with a little bit of a limp. And sometimes mentally you just lose it a little bit when that physical battery starts to either drain or hurt. Harnadek, the big 6-4 body, is back into the defensive front. Now for Proctor as he trots off. Wanted to adjust the clock. Yeah, they put two seconds on. They put two seconds on. Note that. So it's to 8.44. On a first down and 10 as Everest scrimmages from their own 46 once again. Liseski finds nothing. Wrestled to the turf by a couple ventures there. Principal tackler that time around was Griffin Connert. That's a guy that Brian Barnes really likes. He says, hey, he could be a D7 All-Stater by the end of this season. Thinks he's attacking the backfield much better than he did last year. Really playing downhill from that linebacker spot. He's their leader. He's their leader along with Cooper and Clayton in the back end. They need a leader right now. They need to get a stop. Everest pushes it back to their own 45-yard line. Pitch to Thibodeau as he was in motion and again wrestled down at the line of scrimmage. Guess who? Harnadek again slamming him to the turf. Third and 12 now in a loss of one. Yeah, Thibodeau is not right. Uh, and and he's probably not the guy I give the ball to right now. Um, he's been outstanding, but he is just not right physically. Big, big third and long right here, Jeremy, for this venture defense. Two wideouts aside for Master Mateo. He's in the gun. Wants to throw to Gio. Rolls left. Has a man downfield. Hits him. It's Nimi. Has a first down plus more at the 40-yard line. Pushing his way up to the 35, just to the left of the hash marks and the numbers. And that is a clutch. First down for Everest Collegiate. Oh, they're just throwing it around like it's the old backyard. They look like they play in the backyard every Sunday for about seven hours, these kids. And they know each other. That's improv. Nimi got loose. Master Mateo found him on the run. Great throw on the run, moving away from his throw hand. First down, move the chains. Big time series. Master Mateo coming in with five touchdowns and two interceptions. Really hasn't had to hurl it in the air much today with how this ground-and-pound run game has been producing. Football spotted up to the 34-yard line now. It's a first down and 10 in venture territory from the far hash. Pistol for Master Mateo, nearly losing that football along his right arm was Leseski. He held on with some authority and pounded it up to the 22-yard line for another first down in between the hash marks. How about it? He's going to need an ice bath 
and so are about seven Foley defenders that have taken a shoulder or a helmet from them. <laughs> the way this game has gone, my vocal cords are going to need an ice bath, too. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's called ice cream. Get yourself a nice little frosty, buddy. I'll go with you. All a little right. DQ. I've had a blizzard about five times this week already. <laughs> Why not make it six? So first down and ten up to the 22-yard line now. They mark it straight down the middle of the field. 21-13, the Everest lead, just over six minutes to go in the ballgame. Two wideouts left, one to the right for Master Mateo in the pistol. Liseski from the backfield, moves over the 20-yard line, dives his way to the 18 for a gain of five. Liseski was built for moments like this. You're trying to run out a clock, you're trying to hold on to the football, and you're trying to just bruise your opponent between the tackles, and he is the perfect spice for this recipe right now. Up by eight, already in scoring position at the 20-yard line. If you, if you score, it's really a non-factor, but it's almost like you're moving too quickly yeah. <laughs> down the field. But oh, yeah, you know, yeah. if, you, if you just you're score. Right. You could live with being up 15. Um, wanted to ask you about your favorite blizzard flavor since we're talking about ice cream. I'll, we'll get back to that after this. Second and six. This one up to the 19-yard line here. Master Mateo wants Liseski again. He charges forward, and boy, he was pursued pretty well in the backfield, but he did a good job of just kind of curving and cutting to his left and nearly taking that for the first down up to the 13. Leseski's getting some fine blocking partner up front and guys that we certainly should mention, but he just does not fall back. I mean, he's a fall-forward guy. Engel with a nice block there. They're just chipping away using clock. Leseski milking this thing down to 438 now up 21 13 that's off the missed extra point blocked in the end by dominic cross on the last drive for the ventures master mateo sees two wideouts to his white one in the slot and one to the far side as well they keep it for leseski and he gains the first down inside the 10 to the nine Needed one, he got four or five. And the clock will run under four minutes. They can take it probably under three. And slowly, slowly put in that fifth or sixth coffin. Huddling together. Neither of these two teams have done that all too much today. Bishop Foley's certainly been the one to push the tempo. And they can do nothing now but just wait with their hands on their hips. Three timeouts remaining on both sides, but obviously ready to score. It's not a situation where you'd start taking those. Leseski still directly behind Master Mateo in the pistol here. It's Leseski who has it on the ground. He curves inside the nine and all the way up to the six-yard line. And now there's a man down for Everest. No, that's just your running back who gets up and that's a timeout we're going to take it with them 329 to go here in the fourth 21 to 13 is the lead for the mountaineers here on the patriot the chsl game of the week is sponsored by alliance catholic credit union and sienna heights university Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.sienaheights.com. 
cana.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena Effect is all about. Coverage of the CHSL Game of the Week continues on the Patriot. Jeremy Otto alongside Chad Bush to bring in the call here at midfield in the press box at Bishop Foley. 21-13 is the lead for the visiting Everest Collegiate Mountaineers who with 3.29 to go in the game. They have the football on a second and goal from the Foley 8-yard line here. Yeah, Brian Barnes saying enough's enough. we got to start using our timeouts because Everest is trying to run the clock down. And finally, well, eh, took the right time to call it, no doubt. And he's got two left with 3.29 to go, and his team down eight. They need a turnover. Foley's defense needs a turnover somehow, some way, uh, or at least force a fourth down field goal attempt. Master Mateo in the middle of that huddle. He breaks it now and is to the line. The lone back behind him in the pistol is Jimmy Nemi. Thibodeau, the target to the right side, cross to the left at the receiver spot now. Foley looking to send some pressure here, and Master Mateo says, hold everything. We're going to call a timeout. Will Everest here, that's their first charge of the second half. So still 3.29 to go, 21-13 in favor of Everest. Our score here, another update via our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard check. I'm putting my old man on uh, to work tonight. He's doing good. He's doing great. He's, he's like, <laughs> so fast with his texting. I'm proud of him. Uh, this update comes by way of Warrior fans that are happy. Uh, the Warriors have taken the lead. They've regained it. Quarterback option, touchdown run, 545 left, 35-31. Wall Lake Western over Orchard Lake St. Mary's in Wald Lake. St. Mary's on the drive, though. And they've got it at the 25-yard line of Wall Lake Western. Uh, third and eight for St. Mary's. Final score at Hazel Park, Catholic Central 31, UD Jesuit 15. So that was a comeback effort for Catholic Central. And you talk about must-win games. That's one right there for CC yeah. facing a possible one and three record if they dropped their week four game here today. Yeah, good job by UD to come out, make it a game, make it interesting, and and they're getting better. I thought they would be better after last week's disappointing showing, but. Again, Brother Rice played so well, but Catholic Central, you knew they'd be upset too, and uh, my goodness. Congrats to them for getting a win. They deserve a win. Second and goal from the eight-yard line here for this Everest squad, up 21-13 with 3.29 to go in the ballgame. Thibodeau and Cross, your two wide receivers. Master Mateo in the pistol. He has Nimi behind him. Nimi looking to power his way to the end zone here. He stopped about five yards out. Bishop Foley again will burn another timeout as he stopped at about the seven. So third and goal. It's almost like you have to dial up something here to go for the football at yeah. this point. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you do. You certainly can't lose sight of number one, and that is tackling the ball carrier. Because if you don't get a stop, the game's over. You just want to be able to force the first guy in, get him secured, and then the second and third guys in start ripping. And you hope that you can do it, but you can't lose track of the football carrier. You have to get him down and secured. Sure. 
and if you're full, you're really hoping for that, but you really want to force a field goal opportunity um, for for uh, Everest Collegiate. Alex Westfall having to, I think that was a praying mantis. Was that what that was? It was a small guy. Maybe he didn't a, kill a, maybe it, did big, he? No, he, he just kind of let him go outside. He, he didn't make him fall. It's a 15-foot fall for a praying mantis, which equals about a 1,000-foot a fall for a human. Is that what Adam Westfall did? They can't fly. They can fly, can't they, or no? I don't know. I don't know. I look it up? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I failed biology. That's why I'm a journalism communications major. <laughs> Adam Westfall. Uh, is a wonderful human being, and uh, Alex Westfall is even better. <laughs> That's he, a real Westfall. I know. Will the will the will the wheel Westfall Willie stand up? He might. All right. Third and goal for Everest with three twenty four to go. Twenty one thirteen, the lead for this Everest squad. They come out with the same formation they've had the last couple plays here. Master Mateo looks like an option. He is walloped to the turf though. How about that shove-down tackle mm. by Adam Kidder saying no, no, no. That's a freshman who threw down Master Mateo, and he contained him on the edge, an even tougher task. Great job in defense by the Ventures, and they get what they want, a fourth-down scenario. And now what happens? Do you go for the field goal attempt? If you're Everest, to put this game away, but you risk a block. I think you got to go for it, but it's certainly a concern. And a lot of time left in this game, Jeremy. 3.19 to go, and it's just an eight-point game right now. Fernando Cacci has made every extra point he's had so far today. Has not had a chance at a field goal so far. Talk to Mike Pernicki, and you got to factor in that, you know, he's a first-year kicker. He's a senior, but he's playing football for the first time this year. He did say he's good up to about 40 yards, but this is his first real pressure situation to try to notch a field goal, and it looks like that's exactly what they're going to try. Yep, big spot for the senior, the lone senior on the club, Fernando Caccia. Did I say that right? Caccia? You did, yes. All right. Good name. It's a great name. It's a nice uh, Bambino name. Hello, Paisal. So in a fourth down with the clock stopped at 319. Master Mateo will hold this field goal here. They drive it from the far hash. The snap is through. The hold is down. The kick is sailing and good. Just to the left of the far upright. Katya with ice in that right foot. Giving Everest a 24-13 lead. How about the lone senior with maybe the biggest blow of the night? Extends it to an 11-point lead, and how about Kachia getting it done? It was a great snap, hold, and kick with a lot of confidence from the right leg, Kachia. It's another balance of nature score, pure and simple, real science, real food, and real nutrition. How about four straight scores on the board after we saw about eight straight, nine straight series scoreless? Things are starting to heat up. Things are also starting to heat up where else in the Catholic League. How about in Walled Lake, where Orchard Lake St. Mary's has scored a touchdown to regain the lead yet again with a minute 26 to go in Walled Lake. It's Orchard Lake St. Mary's 38, Walled Lake Western 35. Plenty of time, though, for Walled Lake Western and that potent offense to come down that field and test that St. Mary's defense. Yeah, Orchard Lake hungry for that 
4-0 record to start the year. It's a team that's missed the playoffs the last two years, but George Port's Eaglets, different kind of breed this year. Our Bowie and Jurisic are back deep. This one is sent short, though, as it is returnable for Foley up to the 20-yard line. And that's about all they're going to get Jurisic taking that one, and that's where this Foley offense will take over with three and three to go in this fourth. Well, I think uh, I think Clarkston Everest actually catches a break here because I thought Foley was catching that thing in the end zone. I thought he had a foot deep. And, of course, that would have put the ball out to the 25. The 25 or the 30 in high school? 20. Is it the 20? Yeah, yep. Oh, so it wouldn't have mattered at all. Disregard my point. Two wideouts to the side as they look Woo! to throw an up and undered is Clayton Cornell. He is chopped to the turf at the 17-yard line here. It was Michael, or check that, Jack Liseski who came in and... Uh, who else? Made that play, and I Cornell's going to have to come off. <laughs> Jack Liseski's going to make you pay one way or another. He did it again there. That was clean and legal, too. You just hope the young man for Foley, uh, who has just been injured all night... So second down and 10 is a scrimmage from the 20-yard line here. And this one is Klotz on a slide. It's not going to do them much good, though. It's just a gain of two up to the 22-yard line there. And that was Jurisic. And they'll have to get to the line quickly in a third and eight scenario here. 2.42 left to go in the ticking clock in the fourth. Masat's going to target far sideline. He has Adam Kidder. He scrambles close to the first down, and they're going to give him that yardage it looks like just over the 30-yard line here, maybe. Good yes. job by Kidder to catch that out of the slot. They love him in that position. Go up the sideline, get out of bounds. Stops the clock, Jeremy. So first down and 10 from the Bishop Foley 30-yard line for the Ventures marching right to left here. Massat airs one out. Near sideline has Cornell jump ball into Everest territory at the 45-yard line, and he holds it in. Oh, boy, what a play to go up. He's been down all night. Cornell, you got to feel good about it. But both players went up, and the Mountaineer is down and injured after that big catch at midfield. Hope he's okay. 2.27 left to play. They're going to have to check on him here in the fourth. 24-13, the lead for the Mountaineers. These ventures trying to strike some fourth-quarter magic when we get back on the Patriots. Stick with us. Have you connected with the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on social media? Search CHSLGO on Twitter and give us a follow. There you'll find coverage announcements, behind-the-scenes clips, news surrounding Catholic League football, and more. Send us a tweet during the game, and you could hear it read live on the air. Again, search CHSLGO on Twitter today and give us a follow. FM 101.5 and AM 1400 is your home for the best high school football coverage in Metro Detroit. When you need the ultimate performance from a primer, there is only one. Zenzer's Smart Prime from Rust-Oleum. Available at Cush Paint Company in Roseville. It is the next generation zero VOC, easy-to-use water-based formula with an oil-based performance. Stain-blocking power, low odor, and lead-compliant. Zenzer's Smart Prime from Rust-Oleum. Check it out at Cush Paint in Roseville. Mention the Patriot and get 10% off with our experts at Cush Paint in Roseville or CushPaint.com.
227 left to play here in the fourth. 24 to 13 is the lead for Everest Collegiate here. It's Jimmy Nemi down on his own 42 yard line. They're attending to what looks like a cramp. Yeah, I think it is. I hope it is. Been in this position a couple times, but I know we got some things going on back at the studio, and Brennan Johnson's really ready to uh, explode with some excitement. What do you got? Well, guys, you know, as always, we're in studio here. We're chasing down the scores. We're following the games across the league. And, I mean, you guys have done a real good job. You're laying out the scores going on in the Alliance Catholic Scoreboard Report. But we'll have yeah. those final scores coming in. A couple big games tomorrow that you've mentioned. Uh, so we're going to get into previewing those as well. So uh, yeah, some good stuff cooking. I'll be out of Lodi and I here in studio tonight. And we should be in for a good show. All right, Brendan, thanks. We'll talk to you a little bit later here as Jimmy Nemi is helped up by a couple members of the training staff for Everest as they'll get him off to the far sideline, favoring his left side, it looks like, right now. Yeah, you hope it's a cramp, but he's walking off uncomfortably, but he's also probably tentative. But either way, uh, there is some depth at the skilled position for Everest. Next man up here, they're used to playing with limited numbers. Nemi a big miss. But you have to have somebody who can defend the pass right now because that's what Foley has heated up as we've gone down the stretch. You can't get beat deep. Got to make sure everything's in front of you. You're up two scores, Jeremy, so you're up by 11. Just keep everything in front of you. Massat with the shotgun snap here. He's blocked well in the backfield by Harboe. Now throws a jump ball. It's picked off at the 35-yard line here. Everest is going to get to the turf. To seal the deal, it's Master Mateo, the quarterback, who steps in front of that one and is walloped down at the 45. And with 2.14 to go, they can seal this up 24-13. Fourth interception of the night forced by this Everest defense. They can't say enough about their defense. They've bend a little bit at times, but they have not broken at a great effort tonight, and that should cap things off with 2.14 to go and no venture timeouts. So Foley going to collect their first loss of the year, most likely here. Dropped to three and one. Everest to three and zero. Oh. Obviously, won less games than most around the MHSA with their bye week in week three. Going to run a play here. Master Mateo in the pistol. Two wideouts to his right, one to the far side, and. Geo just going to keep it up the middle. He swerves to the 45-yard line for a gain of four and a half on first down here. Yep, and it was a game that we saw completely dominated in the first two and a half quarters uh, by this uh, Mountaineer team. But, boy, the Ventures came back in the third. But in the end, just too much Lasicki and too much defense uh, for this Mountaineer team that Goes on the road and continues to defend this run they've had against Foley. Clock down, down to a minute 37. They will wind down as much as they can here, up 24-13 in the fourth quarter. So Everest Collegiate about to move to 6-0 against Bishop Foley all time. A lot of the scores have not been close, including last year. Is this one... Is on the ground to the left. Suski going to gain a couple yards. Last year, 47 to 14 Everest. 2017, 49, 25 Mountaineers. 2016 was one of the closest, 10 nothing. 
Everest Collegiate in that one. 15-31-28 Everest, and then 14-39-7 in favor of Everest. They're about to add a 24-13 victory to those totals now. Impressive. And is that since their infancy as a program? Correct. Wow. They have never lost to Foley. That's something. Foley's going to be back. They'll be better. But the Mountaineers are going to make a lot of folks uh, look worse than they are this year. I'll tell you that much. Third and four here. It's Leseski fitting. He gains another first down here up to the 43-yard line, and that is going to end the ball game. Final score, 24 to 13 here in favor of Everest Collegiate. Well, whether you're looking to move or stay put, now is a great time to purchase or refinance a home. Our friends at Alliance Catholic Credit Union can help. Whether you want a fixed rate or an adjustable one, want to retire in 15 years or lock in 30, want to buy an existing home or build a new one, they have mortgage options for you. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you get more than competitive rates and a great selection. You receive personal expert service that is fitting for any member. So whether considering a mortgage or just looking for trusted help managing your money, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Everest Collegiate 24, Bishop Foley 13. Back to talk about it after this on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Mike Gallagher sees a relentless attack on Justice Kavanaugh. The anti-Kavanaugh campaign could be just beginning. But see, the greater good is to send a warning to Brett Kavanaugh. You better toe the line on every abortion case you hear. Because if you're pro-life in your rulings, we're going to keep coming at you. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. This is Stephen Nahez with your automotive technical recruitment update. Automotive suppliers and OEMs continue to struggle to fill key professional technical roles. Nahez Recruiting in Allen Park has found the hidden professional automotive candidates and experts you need by screening nearly 2,500 candidates each week. Look us up at NahezREC.com or NahezRecruiting.com. Nahez Recruiting is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School Game of the Week on The Patriot. Stay tuned for the CHSL Game of the Week post-game show. Have you connected with the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on social media? Search CHSL Go on Twitter and give us a follow. There you'll find coverage announcements, behind-the-scenes clips, news surrounding Catholic League football, and more. Send us a tweet during the game, and you could hear it read live on the air. Again, search CHSL Go on Twitter today and give us a follow. FM 101.5 and AM 1400 is your home for the best high school football coverage in Metro Detroit. Is there anything wrong with being a good sport? Helping an opponent up after knocking them down? Sincerely congratulating the other team after the game, win or lose? Showing respect for referees? It's how we should act every day at every game, because nothing beats good sportsmanship. To learn more about sportsmanship, visit the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
Welcome back to Bishop Foley. It's a big upset spoiler, not an upset, but a spoiler, I guess, of homecoming here today for Everest Collegiate over Bishop Foley. 24-13 to 13 is your final score. Now time for our Cush Paint play of the game. What do you think, Chad? I thought the play of the game was early on in the game, and it was the uh, the, the long 70-yard interception return for a touchdown. It was the first scoring of the game, and a lot of times I'll pick something that happened in the second half or late in the game. I thought early it was the 70-yard interception return for a touchdown by uh, Cross, uh, Dominic Cross, and uh, that was really a play that set the tempo. Everest, uh, who had been beaten deep earlier in the uh, first quarter, Came back, gets the interception. Cross was exceptional all game, and it set the tone for the win for the Mountaineers. Coming up next for Everest Collegiate, they will travel to Gross Point to take on Liggett, and on the other side for Bishop Foley. They'll face Shrine on the road in Royal Oak. That's a Shrine squad that checks into week four, 3-0. They'll play Cardinal Mooney tomorrow. Could be a potentially big matchup for the Ventures. It certainly could be. The Ventures out with a really revengeful game and after falling here tonight look their season is a long ways from being over they've got a lot of work to do but they have pieces they have an offense that's dynamic and they're going to give themselves a chance to come away with potentially uh an appearance in ford field in the prep bowl chsl drive home show coming up shortly here on the patriot we'll talk to the boys back at the studio when we get back right here on fm 101.5 and am 1400 Warrior fans, Sean Belegian here, cordially inviting you to join us at 1.45 this Saturday as Josh Rennell and I bring you Warrior Football. We are in Quincy, Illinois, as the Warriors look for their first victory of the season. Make sure you join us for all the pregame festivities at 1.45, kickoff at 2 o'clock, right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriots. Dennis Prager says the left is not hiding its agenda. The left's threat to everything we treasure is unprecedented in in American history. By the way, this is not a charge. It's a description. They admit it. They they acknowledge that they have contempt for the West, contempt for the Judeo-Christian value system, contempt for the Constitution. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Did you know there's a credit union for Catholics? That's right, Alliance Catholic Credit Union. They have a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, a great mobile app, everything you need to manage your money. They're actively involved in supporting Catholic education through scholarships, financial literacy programs, and event sponsorships. So if you're a Catholic anywhere in Michigan, put your money where your faith is. To learn more about Alliance Catholic Credit Union, visit AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Lions Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. 24-13, your final score in this one in favor of Everest, Brendan Johnson. It was a game that certainly the Mountaineers felt like they controlled, fully trying to inch back. They just couldn't make that comeback, though, here in the fourth. Yeah, no doubt about it, Jeremy. And it's a game where 
you know, Foley had some chances, and Everest did too, but in different scenarios, right? Everest had a chance of 14 nothing to maybe put some more scores on the board and put Bishop Foley away. They didn't do that. Bishop Foley able to capitalize on some Everest mistakes. They cut that lead in half. But to me, I look back at the end of the first half as being such a difference maker in this game as Bishop Foley has a chance to kick a field goal. There's the roughing the kicker. They get another chance with under a minute to go, maybe put six points on the board. Uh, You know, they don't get a touchdown. They have another opportunity at a field goal, and they aren't able to capitalize. So you had several chances down the stretch to cut that lead in half. Your defense went on the field, maybe gets a stop. All of a sudden, you're driving early third quarter with a chance to tie the football game and when they gave away that opportunity at the end of the second quarter that hurt they were able to get something in the third they were able to cut that lead in half but uh, it proved to just be too much of a deficit to overcome and uh, that's a credit to Everest that's a good team and while Everest remains undefeated in program history against Bishop Foley now now, what else do you have coming up in that uh, CHSL Drive Home Show? Well, right now, Adif and I are here just getting all of the scores from around the Catholic League put together. I think we have every final score in from games that happened in the league tonight. So we'll get a full Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard report. Alex Johnson's doing the scores from around the state, so we'll have scores coming in there. Overall, should be a good show here in studio tonight. Now we're all looking forward to it for sure. Not sure where we're heading next week, so check at CHSLGO on Twitter. Again, that's at CHSLGO or PatriotDetroit.com to see. There's certainly some good ones to choose from. I think Brennan Johnson, who does a great job out of Lodi, phenomenal job, uh, Alex Johnson et al., is going to talk about potentially who we should have mm-hmm. is the game of the week next week. Got to be persuasive now. Uh, yeah, well, and you, well, you got to be pers- Well, I don't know. Who says you got to be persuasive? <laughs> I want him to be fair. Sure. Persuasive? What are you trying to get him to do? You a D again? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. No. I'm Never. Just <laughs> no, we've been lucky to have some great games and local games too, but I'm sure there's a lot of competition for the game of the week next week. This certainly lived up to the billing. And the Ventures uh, just outplayed tonight. And, and, and this is going to be a longer season for them. They have potential. Both teams have a chance to both win the uh, Intercollegiate too. But what a dominance by the Mountaineers of Everest Collegiate. They're the real deal. They need to take it to the next step in the postseason. But this was a big step in the short win uh, here in the regular season Intercollegiate game. Well, again, 24-13 is your final score here in favor of Everest Collegiate. For everybody in our production here today, Brian Bolesky back at our WDTK studios in Ferndale. Alex Westfall, our fine on-site engineer. Lucas Kamariotis also helping out pregame and back in our studios as well. My broadcast partner, Brendan Johnson. My name is Jeremy Otto. We will see you next week, wherever that may be, for Week 5. Have a great week, everybody. The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, Balance of Nature, Cush Paint, and Nahez Recruiting. Learn more about Catholic League football at chsl.com.
And stay tuned to FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot.